0: From Wichita, Kansas, it's Black Ouse Presents with Art
1: Brood Film. Nice.
2: Why do I just want to listen to, not always, but there's days where I just put on my sad mix and just let it go.
0: And sometimes it makes me feel better, strangely yes. enough. That is that is really sad. Hey guys, welcome to Black Goose Presents <laughs> with Artbert Film. And lovely what you talk, Kansas. And uh,
2: well, we're fine. Everyone's, no, we're not fine. No one's fine. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's one thing I'm going to say real quick. The more I listen to people talk about the pandemic and quarantine, you realize everybody's fucking maintaining.
0: Yeah. Most people are kind of like, yeah, this
2: is not easy. This is weird. We live in weird goddamn times.
0: Just doing what we can to survive. And that's why we started a podcast. Because sometimes you just want to talk to your friend about horror movies and forget all this other crazy shit that's going on in the world. Exactly. God damn it.
2: Well, I'm... uh, I got to start by saying, um, what was it the other night? Oh, I thought, I haven't done this in a while. I realize I've been watching a lot of TV shows. So I thought, well, I'm going to watch a movie. And I hadn't really watched that much horror, and it's October, for God's sakes. And this is going to be a scandalous thing since we're hosting a horror podcast. But I realized I don't like most horror because there's so much shitty horror. It's mm-hmm. so like I kept starting a few things and I was like,
0: dumb. What well, didn't dumb. make the cut? I don't
2: even remember. remember? Wow. Is that random? It was just random stuff that I, mm-hmm. I have a thing where I give it, you know, five minutes. And it's just something about it. I go, well, this is why I love what we love, you know, the stuff we're talking about, the stuff that just you can embrace it, repeated viewings, Sometimes they even get better. But there's a lot of – and I'm not bagging on all, all modern horror by any means. There's some amazing stuff being made. But so much of it just – I don't know. I can't even explain it. just seems kind of made by a computer. <laughs> it just seems kind of yeah, cut and dry. It doesn't seem to be anything character-wise that's too too exciting or it's really slow and the one thing i've realized i am not a fan of in horror is and i have respect for it is so so many people want to do demonic i was raised oh, yeah. catholic you know i'm not catholic anymore but i just don't like i don't know i think i don't know i don't want to touch anything that to have <laughs> to really do kind of in the world of the devil and possession because it just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies and not in a good way i just think nope i don't be, i don't want to be watching this
0: i i there's a fine line there i i mean because i can't say i don't like any demon stuff because my favorite stuff is like evil Dead series but i feel like that's a different way of handling i think it's like comic
2: booky i don't know yeah Yeah,
0: but um and then i and, I mean, obviously, you know, you get The Exorcist and stuff like that. But I do agree that there for a while, and, I mean, I guess it's still the case that it seems like there's just always a slew of exorcism movies haunt. It's The Exorcism of M- Molly right. Hartley, The Haunting of Emily Rose. I've switched those two. I, I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh. But, uh. yeah, I don't know. It's To me, it's like it's. there's parts of it that are too real. Unfeasible, uh, but I'm also—I wouldn't call myself a big believer, if you will—a church-going man, myself. So, um,
2: yeah, no, I—I I, I don't know. I just—I'm not I know what you're saying. I think maybe I—I'm into the fact this stuff exists and is real, and I just think I'm not fucking with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not saying I couldn't watch it. It's just something that doesn't just did not jive. I think I might be
0: losing you. Wade? Wade! Are you there? Oh, thank God. Hey, I am here. Are Are you there? Are we still recording? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's still recording. So anyways, um, I will agree with you there. Uh, I I don't want to say I don't like all horror movies, but I don't like all horror movies. And just because you're a horror movie doesn't immediately give you a pass into my heart. There's too many good ones out there to just constantly revisit rather than get stuck with the same old bullshit. That's not to say that I'm not open to it i'm really into it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but i just I, i'm
2: surprised i guess what i'm saying is how many times i am kind of like uh, um how quickly i go man i don't know i think these and it doesn't have to be older but the thing i think that gets me is uh there's just something i don't even know how to put it into words but it's the production design so you know we had this discussion on a uh Friday the 13th, part six. You know, they really embrace the old school production design and the creature and the lighting and just everything and the leaves and the fog and the gray sky. You know, it's everything that you go, ah, that just is awesome about Halloween and October and all that. But so much horror is just anymore. I, I guess what turns me off is it's kind of like, you know, something's wrong with Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a whole lot with it. It's just she's kind of weird and creepy and you just kind of go, all right, something's wrong with Becky. Eventually, that leads us
0: to, <laughs> eventually that she's going to walk down the stairs backwards, like on her exactly. crab, backwards crab walk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: You hit the nail in the head. I didn't think. Yes, there's so much. It's just the same shit. Yeah. Like, Okay, her head's going to wobble back and forth real fast and there's going to be this and I'm so... Over jump scares. I'm so tired of. It's only scary because a sound came in really loud or a orchestral strike. It's like it's just like the editor says. Well, this isn't scary, but I'm sure if we just flash and bunch of sounds and stuff, it'll make people jump. It's like, well, it's not scary. That's just somebody no. sitting there with their finger poking you in the side every once in a while. Yeah,
0: it's effective, but it's a cheap move, and it's well, not going anywhere. Way. But you know, if if done well and use well then it's forgivable but when your whole movie's based around jump scares and stings then that's just physiologically jarring that's that's too easy
2: well I'll lead that'll lead us into to, to today's edition of uh our ongoing series fuck yeah halloween fuck yeah halloween fuck yeah halloween <laughs> fuck yeah
0: halloween You know it. Write that down. (laughs) You don't have to say write it down. I'm going to do that. I don't have to.
2: I don't (laughs) see you do it. Ignore my cues, Andy. Sorry, moving on. Today, we are doing, is it 2007? 2008, Trick or Treat. 2007's Trick or Treat. I'm going to start with a hot take on it. I think that, for me, this movie doesn't hold up on repeated viewings. (gasps) I think that there's... I think there's stuff in it that does, but I realized I've seen it. It's the third time I've seen it. Saw it first time way back then. Then I saw it, I don't know how many years ago, but I was watching it last night and I liked it. Don't get me wrong, because we're going to talk about it. But I found myself kind of going, well, I know all the
0: twists and turns and, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like for me, and I get what you're saying there, but I feel like for me, there's so much to just kind of like gobble up all the, the atmosphere. Like just earlier, you were saying like what you don't like about modern or well, just a lot of horror films. Is you know what you love about Friday Thirteen Part Six, which is atmosphere and and a setting and, and like and all of those things and practical effects and old school filmmaking and, and stuff and I just I feel like this film has all of it in droves.
2: I, oh, and I agree. I agree absolutely. It is a celebration of all absolutely all those things. That's why maybe I'm backpedaling so. now that I say this. <laughs> I think it's well done. I'm not trying to I change love- your mind. No, no, no. I think it is extremely well done. And it's obviously uh, Doherty or whatever his name is. What is it? Michael Doherty? Yeah, Michael Doherty. The writer, director, has a love for this. And I was watching some of the making of and, you know, the investigation into the history of Halloween and he's embracing this. So I think it's a great film and I think it's great that it was made. I'm just saying that I think, trust me, there's many shots in this. You just go, oh. You know, the house when they pull back and all the jack-o'-lanterns. I mean, it could not be more perfect and Halloweeny. I'm just saying, I think if you're gonna get really grandiose about films and filmmaking and why, you know, you know, I've seen Jaws 20 times and it still goes, ah, there's something about it this has there's just something about the characters, the flow, the interaction. You're endeared to them. It's like getting to visit old friends and I don't know that I really have any friends in Trick or Treat. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's like I, 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 you know, I like, uh, I'm a big fan of Dylan Baker as Steven, you know, Steve. the creepy guy with his uh, creepy kid. Yeah. I mean, he's a great character, but do you like him? No. Do you like any of the girl werewolves? No. Do I love Brian Cox? Yeah, as a person. Do you like him as Mr. Krieg? No. I think the only person I like in the whole damn thing is Emma the girl at the beginning who gets taken out quickly it's like you know what i mean it's like she's a likable character i'm like i could follow her through a whole movie
0: you side with the one person in this movie that says i hate halloween
2: but she's a good character yeah Yeah. no i don't i think that she you kind of get she's her husband's kind of a dipshit and you know he's kind of honey and she says you're gonna sleep till then you're gonna play video games so far my mom's coming Uh, she's nice she lets him go up and put the tape in so so they can get it on yeah
0: before we get to that before we really get into this i have a question yeah did did at that time well not that time maybe not 2007 earlier i'm thinking 90s and stuff did everyone have did every couple have the tape i don't know about
2: that put it in I to get not all like sexed that. up because I i'm assuming that's a yeah. i mean i've never done that but i know that's a thing there i think they're still around there used to be an adult video company called adam and eve and that was kind of their thing i mean they sold porn tapes but they they would call them marital aids i mean that was kind of their slant on it was you know you and your partner can you know watch this stuff and get in the mood. So, yeah, I think
0: that's... I feel like either it's a very, very well done, um, like, trope that shows up in films forever, but I feel like that's true. I feel like it's, like, married couples, you need a little something to spice up the bedroom. So, whenever you... So, that becomes, like, the shorthand for, like, hey, you want to go fool around? It's like, hey, you want to go throw on the tape? And then it's labeled nature special. Or something like they've got kids i don't know and uh oh, sure. and, well our people come over they're like i don't know i want to
2: watch a nature special I mean, thank
0: god <laughs> oh good let's watch east ventura 2 yeah. when nature calls yeah
2: yeah uh, everything's goodbye it's all porn no but i think you know, she's i thought they, i thought she the was a good character because you saw her depth you know she was kind of down but she i'm mean, my god she got uh oh, it says hey, internet connection is unstable. Something's unstable. That's for damn sure. We're going. Hi, Wade. Hi, Ryan. Hopefully, we'll kick butt and not have internet issues. This is what happens when you're doing a podcast in quarantine over Zoom.
0: You know, but sometimes you have internet issues, and that's okay.
2: Not when you're trying to have a freaking conversation with your friend. Not when want your computer to go, your internet's piece of shit. Hey, you guys, internet's piece of shit. And you're like, <laughs> yo, sure. I'm just trying to make a point here. And it goes, hey, the internet's unstable, you piece of shit.
0: <laughs> Fuck off. Cox, fix my shit. Was that your computer talking to you? Yeah, that was my internet that's, connection. That's, wow. I want to go right. on record that I've done a
2: billion Zoom
0: calls and never have I had a little window pop up like we did that said,
2: your internet's
0: unstable. So maybe you've heard the first portion of this episode already and we just (laughs) punched right in. Or maybe you haven't. And in that case, we are Black Ooze Presents with With our Ryan and Wade. Well, with our brute film, Ryan and Wade from Wichita, Kansas. We're gonna have to work that out because the name of the podcast keeps (laughs) changing and we gotta get on the same page.
2: Welcome to Black Ooze Presents with Ryan and Wade, who are Art Brute Film from Wichita, Kansas. From lovely Wichita, Kansas. Welcome to um, Black Ooze Presents with Art Brute Film. Hi, I'm Wade Hampton. And I'm Ryan A. Johnson. Hi, I'm Andy. From lovely Wichita, Kansas. So
0: nailed I, it. I also change my name every podcast because I can't decide whether or not I want to have that little A in there or not. It's an IMDb issue, folks. Don't worry about it. There's like six or seven Wade Hamptons. There's forty eight thousand Ryan Johnsons, and they <laughs> That's all act. A problem.
2: You and I both have generic names. When you have Johnson or Hampton, it's like, it's yeah. That's why Michael J. Fox is Michael J. Fox. Yeah, and
0: not Stephen Michael. Tambler. No, because there was a Michael <laughs> Fox. You knew that. You're being dipshit. No, I did know that. What's his real name? Oh, it's oh, it's it was he was Michael
2: Fox, and they said it's taken. He went fine. I'm Michael J. Fox. So, oh. you see a middle initial like what you're talking about, it's usually somebody saying that's taken. You go, fine. sad. Problem is, pro- some of they probably, oh, Ryan A. Johnson's taken too. We're here today. I, we don't even know now if they've listened to
0: what we said before. It's okay. Let's give them a few more snippets.
2: Just, well, j- I'm just going to jump in. We're listening yeah. to uh, Trick or Treat and, uh, um, I'm all thrown off.
0: <laughs> all right. So, what film are we talking about today, Wade? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say this, and end? then
2: we're I'm going to say this, and we're going to move forward. We recorded a big chunk you may have just listened to, but if you don't hear it, we're now starting over. That's why my brain's <laughs> going. Where are we at? We are watching Trick or Treat from 2007, Michael Doherty written and directed, which is his love affair or love homage to Halloween. And the folklore of Halloween and uh, 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 urban legend and many other things. And, um,
0: and it's horror. New Protector.
2: And it's New Protector. Sam. Yeah. It was a little <laughs> asshole. Point. But uh, um, I feel like uh, it hit me that I was like, boy, howdy. He, uh, he's a little douchebag. Well,
0: you know, he's just making sure people follow the rules.
2: Well, it's true. And the rules
0: are? Um, Well, I mean, I think they're a little loose, but uh, I think the rules are basically like, don't blow out a jack-o'-lantern before the night's over. I think you got to let it go out. Uh, Respect the dead. Respect the barrier between living and the dead. Um, I think uh, check your candy. Um, Don't be a punk ass. Uh, I, I think we'll lather, rinse, repeat. Um, <laughs> well, there's some. What no, I just, don't know all the rules. Well, I'm I know if you just give him candy,
2: he's down. That is, that comes into play. That does That's come it. into play. It seems like if you just give him a couple of pieces of candy, you're not going to be tortured and have your Achilles heel cut and horrible things. So the beauty of. on the ceiling, by the way.
0: He does like hereditary style. Yeah. Um, so, the beauty of people, if they did end up missing the first portion of our recording here, is that uh, we didn't even really get into the movie. So, um, we talked for at length and we hadn't even really gotten in the movie. But the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Michael Doherty rules. And uh, this was, I, I think, his first feature, like his first big feature. And he also is the brilliant man that brought us Krampus, which oh. I would love to talk about one of these days because I think it's he really write and awesome. Direct that? He did. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I love and that. And then uh, I haven't seen it. He made it to the, the big, big time. I haven't seen it. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, but he did that uh, latest Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters.
2: Oh, which was not
0: great. I didn't see it because I, I don't know. I'm, I I like Godzilla enough, but I'm not like a big Godzilla head. It um,
2: it's good, but yeah, it could have been ten times better. So that's disappointing. Well, here's, but here's, here's 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 me pissing on something. Oh, I was watching the making of, and I was like, oh yeah, Brian Singer is involved with this. Brian Singer, oh. like fucking pedophile douchebag. So he was trying to be all <laughs> about stuff, and i was just like, ugh anything so poor michael doherty is a little tainted for me just because he's such good buddies with him and it's like eh, everybody that's close to brian singer knows they're kind of finally came out and said yeah he's kind of a, a little uh baby toucher yeah, So it takes is- me a little bit it's like i'm sure michael doherty's the nicest guy in the world but that whole kind of creepy uh god i can't remember who's the one that directed uh um X-Men three, who's such a scumbag that wasn't career. it Brian Singer? No. He did Uh-oh. I think one he did Brett something. Brett Ratner directed three, and he's a big douchebag. So his little Hollywood gang all ha- kind of have revealed themselves <laughs> as kind of creepy. So when I was yeah. watching the making of, I was like, please, Michael Doherty, be the nice guy that gets out and not be associated with all these creepoids. I think maybe he did. I well, like to think he, he is. He got I, I think Life he's <laughs> a cool, dude. He's, Ryan's like, you know, he's a nice guy. No, he's
0: not associated with anything. He's super nice, real good guy, real good guy. <laughs> but I, but I thought he was always running around with Harvey Weinstein. Oh no, no, oh no, 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 no. no, no, no. oh no, no.
2: <laughs> You're thinking of La- Larvey Bongstein. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> he gets that all the time. You're thinking of Holly Bongstein. Holly Bongstein. I'd like uh, to take a little moment to ask Ryan, how's my audio sounding? Uh, your audio is sounding great this time. Okay, because I got a, I've had a couple of the uh, uh, your internet's unstable. I just want to make sure I'm not dropping out. Like I'm right gonna
0: now. I'm gonna give you uh, if it starts happening a lot. I'll just give you like a little. Mm, Little thumbs well, down yeah, we're gonna going to keep going, but if it's got cue. like
2: shitty, we'd have to tank it and I'd have to just
0: replace my shit. But anyway, we're going good. So, uh, really so yeah. So um, the, this film for me is, uh, I mean, I don't want to say perfect, but I think it's perfect. And, <laughs> it's, and it's, hit, it, it's hit a point where, and this was 2007 when this came out, which was a pretty, pretty awesome uh, time Oh, 6 oh, 07 you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of post or like the end of bush you're getting a lot of like like, tortury stuff, hostels and things in those few years. But ultimately, like, Hatchet came out in 06, like, 30 Days of Night came out in 07, Trick or Treat. Trick like, there's, or a, there's a long, long list of... Horror's pretty... coming back, baby! Yeah, so it was, like, remake cycle was going. Everything looked real gray and grisly and gross. And Trick or Treat comes out, and it's warm, and it's, like, moody, and it's atmospheric, and it's just so pretty. It feels like Halloween. It I mean, what... feels like Halloween.
2: And I just wanna let's just jump in. Um the beginning, they're in where are they at? Because there's an actual Halloween festival.
0: They are in Warren Valley, Ohio, which I, I wanna talk about what the people of Warren Valley, Ohio get down to. I don't to fix this because I keep coming out of focus. focus. Uh, so what's happening in Warren Valley, Ohio? Is it like small town America embraces Halloween to the fullest? And we have the biggest, craziest Halloween parades through the streets. And I mean, these, some of these pumpkin displays in front of people's houses, like that, that town does not fuck around when it comes to Halloween.
2: We're in Wichita, Kansas. And um, about four years ago, we have a section for anybody someday, maybe that's not in Wichita listening to this, called College Hill. And there's about uh, two, maybe three blocks-ish. There's a little more. Depends on who's doing it. But there's one or two blocks that hardcore every house does Halloween, like hardcore. And the streets are blocked off, you know, police on horses, you know, it's a big deal. And kids are allowed to just go nuts. Unfortunately, maybe not this year, but they, you know, thousands of kids, trick-or-treat. And it's a, it's a whole kind of festival vibe. And I did a little documentary on it. The reason I bring this up is I thought, oh, I go down every year. I'll just pull out my iPhone and shoot some stuff. Shot it, cut it. And it got shared a gazillion times. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is that I was shocked how many people, when I'd see a share, I'd look at it. And it was people sending this video to other people outside of Wichita saying... I told you Wichita does this bigger than anybody. And I'd realized the people that were commenting were in big cities. Like I have a friend in Seattle and she said, God, I miss that because in Seattle, they have nothing. You know, there's a little bit of trick-or-treating on a block, but they just don't, there's just no area that embraces Halloween. So first of all, kudos to Wichita that they even have this. And uh, seeing that you realize how in Ohio, how rare that is. That an area gets together because you would kind of think when you're small that like well every big city is going to have kind of a Halloween something no apparently that is and I'm now learning is fair very rare for a city to kind of embrace it other than you know other than a random house here or there so I think it's exciting that there's parades and all the stuff they do and I'd oh be curious God. how much of that was just there and they stepped in and shot or and how much of that was production design amped up during the festival, because I know they shot during it, but I'd be curious how much was what they added and how much was them just walking in. You know what I mean? I hadn't really thought about that. Because obviously um, they had to control some of it. Like there's that crane shot where they show the fire eater going you know, I'm sure they, Yeah. probably that was one of their dudes or at least they had to go find him. And you know, there was, it would be hard to shoot something that big by just kind of walking in and going, hey, excuse us, we're Hollywood production. Don't yes. look at the camera.
0: Yeah. So he had mentioned, and some of the special features. So I, um, loaned out my old copy of trick or treat and I never got it back, which meant last year I went and bought this collector's edition from shout factory. That is, it's tasty. It's got everything on it. Um, and so I was watching some of the behind the scenes on it and, Uh, yeah, he, you know, first feature, um, there's parts of this film that would be just crazy to, to just dive into right out the gate. And so, uh, you know, he said they did all of the, what did you say the actor's name is that plays Stephen Wilkins? Oh, Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker. Uh, he said they shot all of the Dylan Baker stuff first, like his house, the stuff with him and Krieg and like burying mm-hmm. the kids in the backyard and stuff. And he said that gave him a chance to kind of get into it a little bit and ease into it and not start with like your hardest stuff. He said if oh, they sure, started sure, sure. with that, with that parade scene, then it, you know it would have been crazy. So I, I mean, I know this. I'm sure this was all put together for the film. But um, the guy that they had doing the production design, I wrote his name down. Uh, he he's one of the real real heroes of this whole um, film. His name's Mark Freeborn and he's the production designer and, and what he was able to do for Krieg's house. I mean, that was all a soundstage and oh, all the stuff outside and all of like the quarry stuff was a soundstage. And like oh, wow. there was, there was a lot of, they do a lot of stuff in the real world. And then the more complicated stuff they would do on a soundstage and just make blend it seamlessly. And that, Parade is like watching, you know, like when you watch movies and you see a bitch in high school party, it's like, can't hardly wait. Like kids are jumping off the roof and like, it's, it's like, there's through 200 people. Kind there. hyper stuff. ideal type of situation. Yeah, and you go, not what it, no one has like, those parties. I was
2: never at that. No. <laughs> we, did. we had those <laughs> by WSU. I'll tell you the story sometime. Yeah. I knew you were going to, I knew you were going <laughs> to. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah. I know you did. I want to, I we had one party at 930. We had nine kegs floating in the backyard. That's how big this party was. It started like at eight. By an hour and a half, we had nine kegs that were drained. The whole backyard, the whole inside and the whole front yard, all full of people. It got shut down when the uh, police, which PD police helicopter was hovering above our house and the bat van pulled into our front yard and just started grabbing people.
0: That was a big party. <laughs> Sounds I like start- it.
2: So we, we, but we had about two or three of those until the police said, no more, you will no more ever, ever have these parties again. So anyway, I digress back to what you're saying. I know what you're saying though, is it's like, Oh my God, what an ideal. Oh my God. Can you imagine being able to just drive a few blocks or walk and just go over and be in suddenly Halloween party land? And I feel like a little bit again, which Wichita has that vibe.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, going back to what you said about College Hill was until you told us that we had to see that, I think you were the one that, that clued us into it. And we started taking my niece and nephew every year. Uh, we would literally drive across town to go to College Hill because it's, it's nuts. Like I remember trick-or-treating as a kid and it was in our neighborhoods. And it was like sure some of the houses, lights were on, and some weren't, and there were kids around. And it was like it was like Midwest trick-or-treating to me. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't like streets lined with displays and big theatrics and, and all this sort of stuff and, and crowds of people. But College Hill has that and it's it's a goddamn thing of beauty. I missed it this year.
2: Well, yeah. Um, The first time I went, was it the first time? Maybe the second time. Anyway, first two years, they had a few houses that unfortunately are no longer doing it. And they had one house, which I mean, they had a full blown like a science lab out front. And you know, just insane. And then up against the house, you hear Phantom of the Opera, and they had a full working pipe organ. You know, with these like twenty foot pipes, and they had the Phantom actually playing. And there's just smoke and belching science laboratory. I mean, it was just everywhere you could look, and people are just swarming. And I was just like, it was that feeling you're talking about, like this exists, this actually yeah. exists. And unfortunately, like that, that those people moved, so that the big that house was gone. And over the years, it seems like a lot of and there's still plenty, but there's a few key houses you go, oh, they're not doing it anymore. Mm. But it is at its height, it just felt like everywhere you walked, it was just insanity. It was it was it was great. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. like um
0: it's like mini versions of like home haunts and stuff like that. And it's it's really cool. Um so yeah, I wanna I wanna live in this town forever and ever. And I promise to obey the rules of Halloween. Um, the film opens with a really, really killer uh, PSA. It's really quick, but it's like when 19, what, what did that look like, 50s or something? Oh, sure. I think 50s is when that all started
2: kicking into overdrive. Yeah.
0: Always check your candy and like, yeah. uh, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's super cool. I think it sets the mood for like, here's some classic Halloween feels. Get ready for it. And then, um, yeah, it just opens right into a beautiful shot of a pumpkin, almost like Halloween, the movie. 1970. Well, it's funny because, uh, yeah, you feel
2: like that's an homage. There's no mm-hmm. way it's not, they but kind of they get off out. of
0: it quick. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they do get off of it quick. And um, and so, uh, so yeah, you know, you just open on this amazing house. Again, the decorations in that front yard alone, they're like, they're big, like almost like crosses. They're like big two by four T's with sheets over them and padded out for heads. And you're just like, they look incredible. All those, like, ghost things in the front yard. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Well, and that's... Oh, cool. You know, we're,
2: I'm a, always talk that I assume anybody listening to this has seen the movie, so I don't have to go into too in-depth, but we, we, we may or may not have talked about this if we used the beginning, <laughs> but this woman, the wife, does not like Halloween. Now, I, I would argue that she does not hate Halloween. She's just, like a lot of us, she's over it at that very second, you know? So you're just like, ah, oh, because like a lot of fun things in life, setting it up, probably fun and getting ready. And then suddenly when it's over, you got to take it all down. It's like when you do film <laughs> production, you know, it's like everybody, where are you going? We still have to strip everything. And, you know, then it's like, well, this isn't fun. So getting to the point of why I was going to say this, I have a hard time believing that she hates Halloween because they really do Halloween <laughs> for for. One half of a couple that hates Halloween. Boy, howdy, that house really fucking does Halloween. It's not like there's two or three things out front and she's like, fuck, I hate this. This is his thing and I'm just going to tear it down. It's a full-blown production, so.
0: That she is planning on tearing down at, uh, I'm guessing, the wee hours of the night at this point. Yeah. I, yeah, I do is, laugh that it's
2: like, let's just do this and then go to bed. It's like, Jesus, this is an undertaking. Maybe yeah, it's not. I mean, once you the, pull the sheets off everything, maybe they just throw a bunch of crosses in the, you know, garage <laughs> and then go to sleep. So, no, the crosses stay year round. Well, that's true. They're that they're evangelical. True. I, have, I don't have a memory of what all was out there, but it's a lot of <laughs> fake body parts and everything. But it's a, it's a pretty big production for someone who says they hate Halloween. But.
0: Yeah, it is elaborate. And, um, and that, but, it's, but it's so simple that it adds to this kind of like really cool ways of revealing uh, the killer. Um, I love that the couple really seems real. In this moment, they just seem, like, the way that they talk to each other, they just seem like a real married couple. They're like, ah, I'm tired. Let's, whatever. Go put the tape on. I'm going to clean this up. Like, it's, I don't know. It just seems so real and kind of mundane. Yeah. And I love a classic old-school robot costume with the <laughs> duct things for the I, arms. My friend Bob
2: Klausmeier and I, I think it was fourth grade. We've been maybe eight. Doesn't matter. We went as homemade cardboard robots and we had i remember kind of like pop they weren't pringles they were like puff balls remember you know like cheese puffs mm-hmm. yeah we had those cans like painted <laughs> silver hanging around our neck with like tubes coming out of like the the robot head into this it was like our control thing and then our arms i'm not sure weren't the typical tubing from uh I I. You know what? I think I borrowed my mom's oven mitts because they were silver and those were that. <laughs> we had the window cut out in the face, but yeah, we went as robots. I remember that. That's amazing. I love that was it. the year that a buddy of mine, well, I shouldn't say a buddy of mine. I wasn't good friends with him, but he told me that when I was a kid, there was a thing called, uh, what was it called? Kooky spooks. Kooky <laughs> spooks. And the kids would have their, they basically would have an inflatable head strapped on top of their head. So they would blow up like a monster head and they would stick on top of their head and then it would wrap around their chin so their faces would be sticking out but they have this big inflatable monster head. Oh,
0: kind of and like they the they kid in this movie. Up. Did he have it blown kind up of. Like that? Well, it's not like blown up, but the the alien girl, um, Sarah, I think, from oh, the, the prank it. kids, she has like the head on top of a head
2: thing. Okay. Well, this was actually, you blew him up. I mean, then you can let the air out. But he went out with uh, his pellet gun and it would pop. Pookie cookies, spook. What is it called? He was just. Ookie spooks. No. Cookies, cookie spooks. It's hard for me to remember what they're called. But yeah, he would sit in the bushes and these kids would go by and he'd, he'd pop their Ooh, cookie spooks. He'd shoot his pellet gun yes, at, at these a child. kids' heads.
0: Yes. And they would deflate and go, eh, and then he would run off. God damn it. Kids are assholes. You know, a large majority of this (laughs) film centers around pranks, and I'm just going to start the conversation today, and I'm sure we're going to come back to this, as saying I do not care for pranks. I'm not a prankster. I don't like having pranks pulled on me. I don't like pranking other people. I feel bad. I don't even like being even remotely involved. I think it's... Uh, I uh, I just don't like it. Um, um,
2: Why why am I drawing a blank on his name, Mr... Oh, uh, God dang it. I'm so terrible. With, I have the worst at remembering names. Uh, it's on top of my time. It's Good Frankenstein. Lincoln. No. <laughs> the actor that... Clooney.
0: God dang it. Oh, yeah. George Clooney. Fuck. I don't know it's why a, I couldn't remember
2: his name. Notorious prankster. Yeah, but like to a point where people are like, just get... I'm like, I, that just annoys the shit out of me. Because uh, it's, it's yourself like, the uh, center uh, of attention. Yes. And I think it's because and this is gonna really maybe this speaks volume about me, but since he's such a good-looking guy, everything about it just seems like, well, you're in my world now, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna fuck with you. And it's just like, <laughs> how about you fuck off? Get I'm ready, ready to get, get get ready to get Clooney pranked. Yeah, and then it's like, and then people feel like they gotta get him back, and then the, someone like him can't let it go, so he has to double down. And I have way too much Catholic guilt. The reason I say that is my fear always in pranking somebody is I will somehow be the person that scares them and they get hurt. <laughs> Did you see practical jokes where they, like, scare people and you're afraid, of, like, oh, my God, they're going to jump into the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, this happens in this film. Like, she splits her fucking head open. Oh, right, right. Exactly. Mid-prank. Exactly. 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 That kind of stuff, I just go, no. It was it's one it. thing to, <laughs> boo, you know, maybe jump at somebody and they, oh, you scared me. You know, that would be one thing. But when it's elaborate and people get freaked out, I'm always like, what if this goes wrong? I don't want to <laughs> live the rest of my life that someone cracked their skull because my dumb ass
0: thought it'd be funny to prank them. I'm yeah. all for... Okay, so I guess I'll... I'm all for pranking by form of making a horror film that scares people. That's how I'll be fine Oh, sure, sure, pranking sure. People, that's, scaring that's, them not, that's not Scaring them by watching a film.
2: <laughs> that, yeah, they're agreeing to come in and they know full and well that They've something's going to happen. But uh, just say, pick a random friend and uh, like... I'll say Andy because he didn't say oh let's set something up so when he gets home he's scared and
0: he has to call and go you assholes I thought someone broke it no it's mean I just
2: think that's mean
0: <laughs> I, don't think I stuck a tiny pumpkin man in his closet to yeah, jump out and murder him no, it's funny because as you say it I go
2: eh, there's, there's times where I, if somebody did some dumb I'm talking about dumb little thing I'm like oh those idiots you know but if it like really was genuinely scary like if somebody's trying to it's like you watch those old shows like Punk where they actually think they're going to jail or somehow they're gonna die. It's like oh yay, yay. I just, I remember everybody gave Justin Timberlake shit because on Punk that he had come home, and apparently the i r s was taking all of his stuff, and he sat there and cried on the thing, and they gave him so much shit for crying. It's like, dude, he literally just thought he lost everything, everything, and then they just sat there and just gave him so much shit for crying, I was like, you hmm. Awful people.
0: <laughs> awful. awful. Don't get me started on Ashton Kutcher. Fucking anyway. pranks, man. I don't like it. Um, did you notice that this guy at the beginning of the film knows the rules? I love that. I love that. He's like, "Don't, babe, don't blow it out. It's against but he doesn't rules. quite know why. He just says something like, it's tradition? I mean, yeah, that's great. I love it. It was like, these rules are put in place to keep you and your wife from getting dead, and she promptly ruins that. I think there's a, a thing I always find strange. I'm
2: trying to write this musical that may or may not ever happen. And working on the story, and I realized there's this interesting thing like, we'll take Sam in this movie. Does he has he always lived in this city? Are people dying every year because they're not observing this? Or is this the first time he showed up in this area? Because it's hard to write stuff sometimes. That seem like they're cyclical, you know, like a yearly thing. That someone that watches it can't just go. So has he done this every year? And you go, oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I haven't thought that through. Is like, is Sam everywhere? You know, every Halloween, everywhere is Sam just in this area?
0: Because he's not one of the kids, is he? I was confused by that on the bus. So no, he's not one of the kids on the bus. He does. He is in that flashback uh, the right. storytelling of no, the right, bus right. Yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah, they drive by and That's true. And I think this goes without saying, but I'm just going to do this now. We've never really, like you said before, uh, approach the subject of, are you people watching these films before we talk about them? Because I'm just going to let you know, we're going to spoil the shit out of this whole movie well, like we, we do I every single movie. I people
2: know that. <laughs> I think people <laughs> I'm know just, that by now. Just, but yeah.
0: I just want to feel like I'm not blowing. There's a I lot wanna... of great twists and turns in this. You mentioned it may not hold up on multiple viewings, uh, but the twists... Got me the first oh, the time first I saw time, it like, for sure. so well that um, that's, that's you know, what I, I mean. just want to mean, put that out there. But
2: anyway, I think so much about this movie is fun based on the twist. So when you know them, it's not that it's still not a good film. I do think it's a great film, but it loses, you know, a little bit more of its punch because obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, on repeated views, you can see how things are tied together. And you, oh, there's that person. Oh, that person's there where maybe you weren't looking for them before. But yeah, the oomph and the uh, kind of the uh, gravitas of the movie are the plot twists, you know, and stuff yeah. like uh, Dylan Baker at the end realizing he's the guy in the black mask, you know, with the fangs that are fake and everything. But he's cre- first time I saw it, I was like, ooh, this you know, this is really disturbing that this guy is really a honest to god vampire, and he can go. You know, it's been done a million times, but on Halloween he can straight up kill somebody they can walk around the street bloody and everybody goes she's drunk
0: oh my god now
2: when i see it i go huh it's just Dylan." you know it's like oh that's steven i know
0: you know so that it's not
2: it's it's fun but it's not as fun so
0: um why did i why did i mention that oh because sam so you see him in the in the back story of the bus accident with all the kids i say accident um so you see him then I think he has always been around now Doherty did liken him to like, basically he wanted to, he wanted Halloween to have a mascot. Halloween has witches and monsters and ghouls and goblins and all this sort of stuff, but it doesn't have like a mascot, like a Santa or an Easter bunny or, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, you know, maybe Sam is kind of everywhere or maybe he just kind of makes his way around, but he was in that town 30 years ago just hanging out when that bus drove by. And I think he's just always around. So, you know, is he real? Is he a spirit that just kind of floats around Halloween and just punishes people all over the earth for not following Halloween traditions? Or, you know, it's another crazy thing is all those traditions, all this Samhain and all that sort of stuff. What a great uh, parallel to the last film we talked about. I thought that same thing. Because I watched
2: uh, the making of, I didn't. I actually watched half of it. We were literally getting ready to get started, and they were getting into Sal Wayne, and I was calling, like, "Oh, well, look at this! This it's really a, does work for fuck yeah Halloween." It's a joke on the children. <laughs> it's a joke on the children that we murder them all.
0: Halloween three, season of the witch. You guys should go check out that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. It's a doozy.
2: You know I. And I wonder they know I am mentally back to the podcast for the last thirty seconds. I'm sitting there thinking I could just call Cox and just rent a new modem and <laughs> router from them. Are you? Because, cur- <laughs> well, you keep breaking every once in a while the video, and it keeps reminding me that it's like I want to fix this shit. I want to be able to just talk and not be sitting there going, it's my audio cutting out?" Now the technology
0: is all I'm saying. Are you currently researching Cox? Uh, so. No, no, I am not looking it up. It just
2: hit me. I was like, "Oh my God, this could be the easiest thing in the world." I just have somebody come in my house with a mask and set my new shit up, and, and I can you know. just say, "It works." bye thats what I want. I'm all about not having to do much. That's all I'm saying about things. <laughs> when people go, "You should buy this," and then you're going to have to research how to do this, and I'll be like, "You lost me at do this."
0: I have I have people for that.
2: Yeah, I, I want to have people for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> No, Sam I think is a, I think he's a floater. Sam goes wherever Sam is needed. I think uh, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, kind of, uh, this is not, if we left this in about the me not liking demon movies. Spirits different. The idea of kind of a spirity kind of ooh, I love, I'm a, probably my thing I'm a fan of more than anything is fictitious creepiness. You know, mm. like zombies. I mean, I'm sure somebody could argue. Oh, no. they really Yeah, I, I like the idea of something that just, like, we'll get into it on our next podcast. I'm just going to say it right now. We're probably going to do Halloween. The <gasps> original
0: Reveal. You guys, just, you guys just got a scoop.
2: That's a scoop. But we're going to get back Halloween to what five. I love about that is in Halloween, they just talk about him being pure evil. Is he? We don't know. But I like the arbitrary... Is that the word arbitrary? You know what I mean. That mm-hmm. you don't know, it just is. And I think that's what I like about Sam is that you're not exactly sure where he came from, how he existed. I don't re- I don't want to know his origin story, and uh, he's creepy as hell when you see his little creepy face.
0: Do you know the origin? Uh, like, do you know where he actually came from? Not the no, not Sam. Name. Sam, but uh, so the character of Sam, Michael Doherty, um, all the way back in '96. Uh, When he was a senior at uh, NYU, his thesis, whatever, you know, like his final project or thesis statement or whatever, uh, was a little three-minute animated short film called Season's Greetings. And it starred this little guy named Sam, who is the... Kind of the protector of Halloween of sorts, and he, that was you know like I said before, that was kind of him he wanted you know he wanted Halloween to kind of have the mascot or he, you know and he 'd always kind of had this idea of this this little dude in this kind of scarecrow head uh, you know like burlap and little fuzzy footy pajamas and If folks go to YouTube and just look up season 's greetings, Sam. Or Michael Doherty, and uh, you can find this short. It's awesome. It's like old it's school animation, yeah. like animation, like cell animation, and like
2: it was made in the '60s or '70s.
0: Yeah, he had to do that all old school, like before computers and all that oh, sort of cool. stuff. And um, yeah, it's super cool. And um, so, yeah, I love the design of him. He's he's super super awesome. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where he was born. And then the, the movie obviously didn't kind of start getting developed until the early 2000s.
2: Anywho. No, I think he's a fantastic character, but, uh, um, moving on, we go straight into, uh, um, we haven't even talked about, <laughs> we're literally on the first scene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I I like keep looking back and I'm going, we're still, we're still talking about this. Okay. She, let's just get to this. So, Yes,
2: the couple is, uh, uh, I think, a loving couple. But she finally says, go put on the tape. He goes up, falls asleep. Um, she's taking down all the sheets, sheets, sheets. And as he's shoving the sheet into one of the uh, bags or whatever, little Sam says, well, why is he killed?
0: Oh, she because she blew out the
2: jack-o'-lantern. So has yeah, an he, asshole.
0: He gasps audibly. <laughs> when, like, when it's his POV and you can see yeah. him, you're looking through the burlap. Uh, she blows it out and he goes, <sighs>
2: it's straight up murderer by shoving his big sucker in her mouth which is and it looks good i mean when they pull it off and they show it i'm like god damn yeah yeah oh i gotta tell you something real quick i uh searched for it to watch it and realized oh if you have a subscription to amc i was like i have amc so i'm watching amc and i get about a third the way through and i'm just not enjoying i realize it's because amc cuts everything and there's commercials you can't fast forward through. So What's I went back for $2.99 on Amazon and rented it and started it over and realized they were like cutting it. Just words. You know what I mean? They're making they're making it safe for television.
0: So oh. it, was just,
2: it just kind of lost its rhythm. So when I went back and saw the way it was supposed to, suddenly I was like, okay, this is better.
0: Okay. They were, they were dumbing it
2: down. I don't know why, in this day and age, when you're showing a film like that, you don't just show the damn film.
0: Yeah. You you had Walking Dead on your television channel. Yeah. Exactly. Like, come on. Give me a that fucking is a good point. break. Plus, it's also
2: cable. You don't have any kind of uh, guidelines you have to go by. You don't have to bleep out because they were dropping all the cuss words. So it just be, would go blank. And I was like, it's stupid. But anyway, she gets straight up killed. And we go into an extremely good opening credit sequence with
0: all the comic book uh, stuff. Which yeah. Is badass as hell. It's so cool. Tells a story. You get all this tasty visual stuff to nibble on. I think um, I meant to research this. I'm just going to say it like it's fact. I think that comic book might actually be out there. I don't know. I, as much as Someone they do, it doesn't that. surprise me. If it uh, doesn't, it probably exists now. You should look up all the storyboard and concept art because they had a guy doing. Uh, doing storyboards and concept art while they were trying to sell the film because uh, Doherty said uh, basically everything he'd always researched said, like, when you sell a film, it's way much more than just a script. It's better to have, you know, it's good to have visual elements to really portray what you're going for. And um, so there was a guy named Simeon Wilkins who did all of the like storyboard artwork and a lot of the concept artwork and everything. And that really looks True to what comes out on the screen. I mean, it's gorgeous artwork. It's really mm-hmm. cool.
2: That's very cool. I will
0: I will check it out. People, check that out. Wade, you can watch that it it out. out.
2: So after this, we can go into something we've already talked about, Halloween Street. We know it kicks ass. And then you wrote Dipshit Kid Dragon Bag. Dude, that bag grosses me out. Well, yeah, it's like it's he's dragging this burlap muddy. Well, it's just a bag, it's not burlap, but it's, it's like just muddy, pillowcase. dirty, nasty. I realize most candy's wrapped in a wrapper, but it's like that kid. Well, the kid was gross. That was supposed to be the kind of point.
0: kid is gross. Yeah, he's a gross little shithead, and I don't. That's a curly headed kid, right? Yeah, I think that's the same kid from Bad Santa. Fun oh, fact. right. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's great at uh, being a little shit, little shit.
2: I think Shed we just move forward that we had Halloween parade, Halloween on the news, but we get to the Halloween store where we meet uh, the hot chicks and they do something that always has annoyed me. Is I, it's, it's a good cliche, but it's like it drives me crazy when women always have to be cute. It's one thing if they choose to be cute every once in a while, but if it's like Halloween to you and me, you know, Halloween's kind of time to be A little spooky, you know, embrace kind of the darker gothy side of things. And then someone's just a koala bear. (laughs) Sexy koala bear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm just, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's always cool when you see somebody, especially an attractive woman on Halloween be so not attractive. (laughs) It's
0: like,
2: you know what I mean? It's uh, like, oh
0: shit. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, That is, there's a lot of things I love about my wife, Cassandra Twitchell. Um, you can hear all about them on my new podcast. <laughs> where what I, just I love list, about my wife. Let's just, just list things I love about my wife. But uh, one of the main things that I love is she has always wanted to not be sexy, fill in the blank on Halloween. So she's always been down to be kind of gross or weird or strange. One year we were... Uh, we were uh, the people from Portlandia when they're like gender oh swapped, and um, so and good. she was the Carrie Brown scene as a man character, and I was Fred Armisen as a woman, and and you know it's it's always last year or the year before was it last year? Uh, we were juggalos because she was, <laughs> like, she wanted to be the least sexy thing possible. <laughs>
2: uh, she looked great. You both looked
0: amazing. And, yes, and so yeah, she's al- she's always kind of not wanted to do that, and uh, I. God bless her for it.
2: Yes, I'm I'm a fan. But I'm backpedaling because it's like, if someone's listening to it and they want to dress up as sexy koala bear, go for it. I'm just glad you're embracing Halloween. Oh, if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's cool to see. I'm just a fan of seeing somebody go a little creepy. And well, spooky. yeah, well, we we generally like the spookier things in life. Yeah. So, so it's fun yeah. if you see somebody, you go, oh, my God. But it's like our dear friend Taylor. She went as Michael Jackson one year and she fucking nailed it. You know, she looked exactly like
0: Michael Jackson. She looked exactly like <laughs> so Michael Jackson. That's
2: when she walked in. You just go, oh, my God. I didn't go. Well, this isn't scary. You need to be. No, I'm, I give a <sighs> shit. I'm just yeah. saying. It's fun to see somebody, especially somebody who's attractive, go full blown the, exo-
0: the opposite direction. I just think
2: that's fun. That's all.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm not shaming anyone. Um, I love a good, sexy Kruger myself. But uh, <laughs> no. Um, well, see, that's different I think,
2: because I think it's funny when somebody does a sexy take on something that should not be sexy, like a sexy baby. Well, that was, <laughs> <laughs> no, Sexy Kruger is perfect because it's like, come on, whoever looks at Kruger and goes, you know, that's hot. I mean, some probably do, but we won't get into that. But I, as a woman goes, I'm going to go Sexy Kruger. I have a lot of respect for that because it's like, oh, uh, OK, well, that's, yeah, that's I, Sexy Jason, Sexy Mike, you know,
0: Michael I've Meyer. seen it. And it's of weird. Course. Like, why would Mike have his jumpsuit open and his boobs hanging out. I don't know, but, you know, I've sexy seen, Myers. Now that I'm hearing that, I go,
2: that's, that's, that's pretty hot.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, and that's the thing. All these girls in this movie are pretty hot. And I think the whole reason is, um, you know, you want to feel like they're the typical Innocent. hot college girls right. that are going to be uh, tracked by the slasher and killed. And so, um, but but what I love, so you had talked about like repeat viewings of this film. And what I've loved is because of the way that this is told in a really kind of pulp fiction, kind of out of order, like visual cues will let you know when something has happened or is going to happen. Um, And a lot of the reveals come later in the film. So what I loved was watching this film and noticing some of the dialogue that is, Dead giveaways for the fact that spoiler, their uh, group yeah. of lady werewolves. I'm gonna huff and puff. and blow Yeah, she says that. it's almost everything they said uh, when they're talking in there, th- and they're all having their loud, sexy talk, and mm-hmm. in this incredibly crowded costume store on Halloween. I don't know. Don't You're get crazy. me started about that, that. Yeah,
2: I'd never thought of that till the second you said that. It's like people are just now buying their
0: costumes. But she says, "I ate some bad Mexican." And oh. they also say, uh, one of them says, uh, your guy turned out to be a girl and she goes, whatever, it all tastes the same to me. And, uh, and so every she's single red wine, riding hood. Uh, yeah, she's a little red riding hood, obviously. Um, I'm going to so- huff and puff. And then she goes, Oh, just get your
2: ass out here. Yeah.
0: And then when they invite the guy to – I never noticed this until today. When they invite the guy at the front um, to come to their party, they say, hey, do you know where Sheep's Meadow is? And I love that because they're a bunch of wolves taking a bunch of sheep out to Sheep's Meadow to slaughter these dumb idiots who think that they're actually into them.
2: And this is jumping forward, but uh, Lori, Anna Packlin, this is the first time she's ever changed or killed somebody.
0: Yes. Yeah, so she's, it's kind of like they, they bill it as like she's some kind of virgin or something. Like losing and her virginity. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which I, which I think, and we'll get to that, but I think a lot of that sort of stuff is a kind of borderline problematic uh, for me. Not that it's all about her losing her virginity, but all of it is kind of centered around like, we're girls and we're going out to find boys, boys to. Find fuck and you're going to fuck tonight and it's just kind of like uh what you don't have a date let's find you a date we're getting you set up and so w- and once you know the twist and you know what they're doing then you go oh, okay but uh, but originally watching it I'm going what is happening right now like it's it's kind of all weird I don't know it seems weird to me maybe it's just hypersexualized and I'm some big prude but uh well i i think you hit the nail on the head i think the
2: whole thing's supposed to be a giant misdirect so right you're obviously just college co-eds and yeah i mean it could, you could call it it's a little bit of the thing you called out in season uh our halloween three season the witch is the femme fatale thing it's like oh why is this woman showing interest in me <laughs> lucky me come to find out it's because i'm i'm so, using you in some way yeah um I mean, it's pretty great for the first time when you everything falls down. But again, back to me. Again, I'm not bagging on this movie. But now you just have to kind of enjoy the little cues like we're talking about because you know what's going
1: to happen. But it
2: is kind of funny how they just go up to the news crew. These guys yeah. are like, "Huh?" And they're like, "Hey, we're gonna we need dates."
0: And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> I put those girls are. So- stunningly hot like these guys literally go uh what yeah (laughs) Yeah. and of
2: course they're just like well of course you want to be with us all right and we're we're news guys especially the dipshit at the uh costume store that says that'll be 30 double d or something i mean 36 she goes yeah but i don't know i guess if that's what you have to do is change to a werewolf and feed on human flesh
0: yeah you know you gotta do what you gotta do uh, so the next uh, scene is someone doing my one of my least favorite activities in the world outside of harming animals, and that's smashing pumpkins. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, he, uh, he, you know, it's back to, I, w- I probably was a little bit of a shithead, just like every young boy was at times. But as you get older, there's just so much stuff that's like, that's disrespectful. Right?
0: Especially Again, I'm like... It's like
2: well, there was a time when I moved, first moved in here. It never happened to me because I don't put stuff out. But in College Hill, and I'm on the edge of all this Halloween stuff, by the way. But I remember somebody telling me, might have been Jenny Doom or somebody because she didn't live far from me. But, yeah, people were going around smashing up just pumpkins and crap in people's front yards
0: around I Halloween. I don't. I yeah, it's don't just like, care for it. Dude,
2: dude I kind of... I get it and I don't. Like I have a lot of boys that live around me and they're all I'm guessing now about 8 or 9. They're ultimately good kids. I'm not saying they're not, but I wouldn't be shocked and I wouldn't even, wouldn't even probably be that annoyed because they're just I don't want to say boys will be boys. I don't want to justify horrible material horrible uh, behavior, but I I get that as a kid you're trying to be kind of a tough guy and cool. Because the funny thing is the second you ca- get caught, these kids are always like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so when I know it happens, it's like, oh, these fucking idiots. But at the same time, I'm like, "Yeah, well, if they're in their 20s or 30s and doing it, then you're like, well, then you're just a piece of shit. But if you're like, nine. You kind of go, yeah, they're just thinking it's funny and they're getting away with something mischievous. But anyway. Yeah,
0: good for him. I but this guess. kid is
2: uh, definitely obviously being played up as a little fucking shithead.
0: Yeah, and he disregards the little sign on the front, says to only take one. Yeah, and uh, takes everything. Principal Wilkins. Do you realize Steven. he's the principal yeah. of the school? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes it even better.
2: Yeah, because they're all like, I love your costume, mister. Yeah.
0: He's I love so that girl that awesome. screams her fucking head off. And he's just going, Jesus. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, You know what he kind of reminds, who uh, Dylan Baker kind of reminds me of at times, and I... I I'm, um, isn't Ducky Ducky was that his name uh, John Cryer really I don't know why there's something yeah. about there's something huh. about his voice and, and everything that kind of reminds me of John Cryer for some reason and yeah, I could day, see maybe John Cryer now I don't know as Ducky but I'm not disagreeing yeah. I don't see it but yeah fun fact one day I could not remember his name and I said, you know, uh, the guy uh, from uh, Two and a Half Men. And then I realized that I led with Two and a Half Men to figure out that guy's name. And I put myself in timeout. <laughs> 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 it's playing John Cryer. Yeah. Why well, don't you use John Cryer? I don't call them. him Where the I've... guy from Two and a Half Men <laughs> I don't know. anymore. I, it,
2: it really disturbs me how much I have trouble searching for names like fucking george clooney for god's sakes it's like
0: what you know the dude the guy uh so um so then you get a little bit of the girls on the prowl uh that's when they go maria and janet uh go to talk to the news guys and pick them up and then you're back to the porch and uh you get this incredible scene with i don't even remember this kid's name in the film um And Dylan Baker as Principal Wilkins. Yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, his name's Charlie. Okay. I think. Yes, Charlie. And, um...
2: Is this the puke scene? This is the puke scene. Which looks really good, by the way. It doesn't look like he's got a hose stuck to the side of his face or anything. (laughs) I (laughs) mean, it really... Yeah. The angle they do it at, you're just like, ugh. And the sound, the gurgling, and the... They do a good job of just being like,
0: ugh, fuck. He pulls out that knife... And he's like, "Don't worry, it's not for you." And you're like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, yeah. He's, you can tell was. he's he's
2: he's he's flirting with the uh, little wink, wink. It's like, "Oh, I'm not who you think I am," even though I am exactly that. Before oh, so i forget. Oh yeah, I have to, I'm going to jump just a little. Who all? Who who who's in the who's in the grave in the backyard?
0: I see. I don't know because the first, honestly, you kind of forget that there's multiple people in that grave. This guy is—he is busy on Halloween <laughs> night because this is the second or third kid he has put it, into an open grave in his backyard. One of which isn't even dead yet, apparently, and um and he, yeah, still, hasn't been, I, he still hasn't. Yeah, that's why. Because he hasn't gone out to the parade yet to the well, non- ladies. Well, he's got
2: yes. But Charlie's head is upstairs with his son, but it's
0: just a head, right? Well, no. See, that's what's weird. Okay, so he comes in to see the kid. The kid wants to go carve the pumpkin, and then he takes him downstairs, and the head's already down there. But Charlie is the one he just put into the... Without I a thought head. Charlie was the one he put into the oh you're saying he's already left the head inside because I thought he chopped the head off outside but I don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of shovel play there Um.
2: (laughs) that's why I'm confused because they make it look like you know Charlie dies does he kill does he stab him how does he Oh, he poisons
0: him. He poisons him right, because right, right. you can only have one of those candies, and right. if you eat more than one, I guess, then it's got lethal doses, and you puke, you puke chocolaty guts up like all. So over he the place. dies,
2: and then I thought the way it was cut, he's you know obviously wrapped him up and throws him in the, but he's back there, and uh, whatever his name is. Krieg. Krieg is yelling at him and all that. And the dog comes in and he throws him the finger, which is fantastic. But getting to the point, when this was the first time I looked and I said, oh, there's more than one, more than one body down there. And one of them gets up and like, you know, tries to get out, obviously not without a head. So and then when I I, I, I I have trouble tying the head that the kid wants to carve on to, I was like, is that head already in there? I'm like with you, maybe when he hits him with the shovel, he takes the kid's head off and
0: brings it to his son. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a totally different kid to begin with. Maybe he's already, one of the bodies in there is that's Charlie and this is a different, different kid. I know the one that reaches out and grabs him later on has like a, uh, like a clown costume on its arm. So oh, it's that's not right. yeah. Charlie. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's so, it's so gross when he kills that kid. Uh, so when he pukes, it's really cool. Uh, they, I'd never seen it like this. They had a, a tube that went against the cheek and then it kind of pointed into the mouth, like a little hook. Uh, So it's bouncing off the you, back of the kid's mouth. Yeah. And then you use your tongue or whatever, and you can kind of, uh, and kind right. of force it out. And then that way it goes into the mouth and back out. And that's why I think it looks so real. Cause it's not just spraying past his face. Right. And you're using like perception, like depth of pres- uh, force perspective or whatever. Right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it was really gross. And then they used a lot of just takes of him filling his whole mouth up with like chocolatey syrup stuff. And it all had to be edible, obviously. Sure. And then they just cut a bunch in there to make it seem like this. And that gag goes on way too long, but I, I it's so I gross. Think it I'm, in- I'm into it. <laughs> I think no? That's why it's awesome, is that they you push, push it, a it a little far.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I, we've talked about this before, but. Add to the list of things that drives me crazy in movies is when somebody throws up and you can tell in a wide shot they just filled their mouth up and went, ugh. Mm-hmm. And they don't ever, when we, you and I did Blue Christmas, that was, you know, something that I was adamant about is we had you at least do a few different takes and we cut it together and it looked like you puked a few times. Yeah. Because it seems like they in movies, people just do that little, ugh, little that, that, mouth, yeah, just a one little mouthful and that's it. And you know how, why, and that's easy. But to me, it's like, all you do is, cut to a second shot of him doing it again, it seems a little bit more like your body's bringing up more than one thing. So, Or you could just turn it up to 11 like they did in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, But I think that's effective for this film because I yeah. think you really are going, oh, Jesus, you fucking yeah. poor kid. Even <laughs> though he didn't eat that much chocolate, this guy seemed like he just <laughs> threw up 10 gallons of chocolate and the guy probably just ate like four candy He's bars. He's been eating you
0: know? candy all night Oh, that's long. true
2: that's true that's true that's a good point
0: and He's um, a fat kid. he's got a lot. Yeah. he's got
2: a big gut
0: yeah speaking of him being fat when uh when dylan baker picks him up to drag him in the house it is comical it's so <laughs> funny because it's kind of okay. like ah shit i shouldn't have killed such a fat kid and so he's like dragging him in and he squeezes him and he just goes all on oh, his gosh. shirt it's so gross oh that's right uh yeah and so um he gets him in the house and and then of course, the doorbell's going off, and it's the pr- i'm dubbing them the prank kids um the alien and the pirate and the angel uh all the kids out collecting pumpkins. oh they're the one yeah they're the same kids that are gonna go do the uh right the big the prank. Boss. yeah um and I love the look that the pirate, his name is either Chip or Chet. I heard both throughout the film. I'm going to just use them however I feel like at will. Chip Chet uh, looks at uh, <laughs> Principal Wilkins and he kind of looks down and he kind of sees like this, mm. I'm guessing he's looking at the trail of blood and vomit yes. out in front of the house. And he just kind of looks at him and he goes, he goes, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's maybe my favorite moment in the whole movie because the kid is getting the full on heebie jeebies for once. And
1: yeah. what he
2: does is kind of like, you know, it's like the knife line. I'm not going to kill you. You know, it's just kind of, yeah. Him.
0: It's the same Man. way Dylan puts the, uh, when the kid dies and falls into his lap, he takes this lollipop out and daintily just pulls it and then it's going to, mouth and you're just like, oh, that was cool looking. Do that yeah. again. Yeah. He's a great actor. Have you ever
2: seen, uh, I think it's called Happiness. Have you ever no. seen a movie called Happiness? Todd Solondz oh. directed it. He's the same director that did Welcome to the Dollhouse. Oh. And this is going to sound like a crazy statement, and I won't go on this tangent. We'll get back. But they made a movie called Happiness, and Dylan Baker plays a full-on pedophile in it. Whoa. And. I remember you're, I wouldn't say you're sympathetic towards him, but they do it in such a, well, here, here, let me tell this story. They had Todd Salons, who's the writer-director. He's really this nerdy guy who's very Woody Allen-esque. And way back when that came out, because I want to say it was around 2000 or something like that, maybe the 90s, he was on uh, Letterman, the writer-director of Happiness. And Letterman says to him, David Letterman, I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying, I, you're a genius. I mean, how you can take a subject matter like this and make you be somewhat kind of emotional and deared to this guy. You must really love filmmaking. And Todd Solon goes, I hate it. He goes, I hate it. And he goes, he kind of laughed. He goes, you're serious. He goes, yeah, I hate it. He goes, I, it's so hard. I'm so depressed. I struggle through the whole thing. Once I get through with the movie, I swear I'm never going to make another one again. About two years later, I have an idea for a movie. But he's just this real dry guy. But anyway, back to it. Dylan Baker plays this pedophile. And you just have to see it. It, it, You're shocked. It doesn't doesn't make you go, oh, I love pedophiles. But he (laughs) finds a way to kind of break your heart what this guy's going through and what he's struggling with and all these things. And... The reason I even bring all this up is you're, that's when you go, oh, wow, Dylan Baker is a fucking male actor oh because my God. he is taking something that a lot of people would probably not be able to pull off. And it's, it's an emotional movie, but it's all of Todd Salon's movies are this really dark humor. Mm-hmm. Like they just, <laughs> they do stuff that you go, whoa. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, no one has the balls to pull this shit off. But, yeah, you guys should try to watch Welcome to the Dollhouse and Happiness. But Dylan Baker is uh, pretty amazing. But it feels weird to say, oh, you should watch that movie about the
0: pedophile. Really good movie. But it makes me it feel better when Letterman's like,
2: how the fuck did you pull this off? But, yeah.
0: Yeah, man, I didn't know that. I was curious what else he had been He kind of like tends to for. lean
2: towards, not always, but it seems like any time I remember Dylan Baker really – doing well it's like he always plays kind of fucked up people and he seemed like a guy that if you were just hanging out with the actor that he would just good dude you know what i mean just guy next door
0: but boy he plays those weirdos well um so he hands out the candy to all the kids and they leave and then um or gives them the pumpkins and everything and then sam's just standing there right at his front door oh yeah which kind of startles him just a bit which is great it's kind Uh of awesome he when he runs off there's something in his bag that goes, meow, meow. Yes. What, what, what does I Sam have in
2: his bag? I don't think you want to know what Sam has in his bag. <laughs> Sam probably <laughs> eats whatever Sam wants to eat. He's a little shithead.
0: I mean, we're a little angel.
2: I don't know. No, However, do you des- look at it. I haven't decided.
0: <laughs> Who do you think Sam? Judge, jury, and executioner?
2: Yeah. Just- doling out punishments? I
0: yeah, I we'll have this conversation off uh, podcast. Um, so after that, the girls split up, and Anna. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call her Anna throughout this whole thing because she will always be Anna Packlin.
2: Well, half the time in these movies, they don't say
0: anybody's name, but maybe one. So it's I know, right. right? So uh, Anna goes off on her own, and then um, we get back to uh, Principal Wilkins burying all these kids in his backyard. Uh, so, his kid's a lot. Okay,
2: his just kid a lot. is, Daddy! <laughs> oh, I knew when I was on AMC, when I knew they were blocking stuff, because he says, Charlie Brown is an asshole. <laughs> yes. He cut that. On that, they said, Charlie Brown is a... And then they just cut it. And he goes, whatever his kid's name is. You, go, name? you tell his name. And I was like, hey, I know he says Charlie Brown is an asshole, but well, he's a good little actor. I think Billy's an says, asshole. When he
0: says, help me with the eyes, I was like, ugh. Here's my why. problem with that. All right. Whether it's a pumpkin or a human face. Right. That you're carving. Right. I feel like the eyes would be the easiest part. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Do they just, show his head carved? No, they're getting ready to. Okay, but they don't show it. Because that's where he says, no, they show it on that platter, which I think it would have been even better if it were standing straight up like a pumpkin oh, would. It was kind oh, of right, right, right. The yeah, side, yeah. like he, you're going to eat there. it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Well, his dad wasn't his- very good
2: with the eyes. Remember that? He did that pumpkin sitting next to the kid, the chocolate kid. And he said, I didn't do a very good job on this. <gasps> Remember, he did a shitty job with the eyes. Oh, didn't make, he didn't make my room God. for the nose.
0: Okay, so maybe it is more complicated. I just feel like they're already built in. So well, when he uh, says, you got to make sure you help me with the <laughs> eyes.
2: It's, it's, a, it's probably the most twisted thing about this is that he just <laughs> lovingly has a son that wants to he's
0: carve up him. humans. It's yeah.
2: like... yeah, He's grooming
0: was, him to be a little serial killer. In the end of the movie, he's sitting there dressed as his dad after his dad hasn't come home from Halloween night because he's dead somewhere being eaten by werewolves. This kid is dressed in his bloody shirt and his pants and his, like, glasses and, like, handing out candy. Oh, that's right. It's fucking weird. It's like yeah. you want to feel sad, and then you're also like, oh, you're a tiny, like, child sadist or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's, a little it's fucking weirdo.
2: It's funny because these films, I feel like... I don't want to say genre, that doesn't make sense, but I think if you get into horror, any movie, but we'll, we're talking about horror, so we'll use horror, is that you can do kind of a comic book approach. Or, like, I am not a fan of demonic, and I sure as hell am not a fan of torture porn. But some of these movies, like this one, it's like, you know, it's all kind of comic booky. but then you get into a scene like that, and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> it's like Dave. this isn't as fun anymore You're grooming your child to carve people up But it is Halloween I realize that but.
0: Well and the thing about that whole scene That is so crazy I mean and we, we didn't even really talked about Like the comedy of Dylan Baker in a grave Standing on what he thought are dead children While he chops off a finger Throws it to a dog to distract it And then hide from his neighbor The fact that he's hiding bodies Even though Brian Cox goes What are you doing over there? Hiding bodies? Well, He says a septic is having
2: problems, so he thinks he's digging. Oh yeah, it's, stinks I like a dead whore spot. out here. Yeah, it's it's rotting children. It's just like, <sighs> <laughs> and so and then he buries them so, and makes a nice little
0: little was, uh, landscaping where he waters and all that. It's a great shot There's, where it's like it's done and it's just like that dirt and that little tree, that little Charlie Brown tree or something. And then that little gnome that he had earlier that he had set next to it. And it's just this perfect thing. He's just watering it. Like, I don't know how long it took him. He seemed to make very fast work of it. But it's done and it's taken care of. Now he can go help his kid. I always think, don't these houses have second floors?
1: (laughs) It's like, you know, I don't look
2: out my windows that much, but I think I noticed when my neighbors were (laughs) digging an eight-foot-by-eight-foot hole. Like, oh. what's going on over there and it's
0: a perfect
2: rectangle yeah 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 <laughs> and it's funny because now that you're saying that i know there is but it
0: was like was there dirt
2: next to it i guess there was yeah there had to be
0: <laughs> um and so what else do i have there i just put longest halloween night ever because he gets a lot accomplished sure um has. and uh and, uh, yeah, and I love the tie-ins. I love the later on, like, how they're seamlessly able to, you're able to see this side of the conversation from this side of the fence. And then later on with the old man Krieg stuff, you get to see the whole conversation from that side of the fence. And it's it's just a really cool way of blending those two things Very together. Brilliant.
2: Yeah, with him screaming at the window that he needs help. And he says, screw you. Screw you. He's no, I,
0: Well, isn't it?
2: So are we to believe, now I have never thought of this till now, but when Sam leaves that house, he just goes next door. So. Cause that would be the timeline because he basically yeah. takes the fat kid into the back and throws him in the hole and that's when Creed comes out. So at that mm-hmm. point, Sam would have been knocking the, the front door and all that shit would have been going down. So. Yeah, so this is almost, all like, sorry, go ahead. 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, this is all kind of happened earlier on in the evening. Right. Um, Krieg is even watching that, you know, watching that TV later on. Because I like to watch this and try and figure out exactly where everything fits chronologically throughout the night. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the one thing that we didn't really mention is for, I mean, I guess if you haven't seen the film, what are you doing? Go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this. But um, uh, this is a really cool way of doing an anthology. Because anthologies for me are, and that's what Doherty said, that's kind of, he kind of cheated To make his first feature he he, um what he did was he he decided why write a whole feature when you can do kind of like an anthology since he really loves creep show and all of those things and other anthologies like tales from the crypt and stuff so you can create three or four short films all based around halloween and kind of put them together. And originally it was supposed to play out a lot more sequentially. Uh, You were supposed to see these things kind of happen in their own chunks and kind of one after another. And they realized that once they had did that after shooting and everything, that sequentially it just kind of like, it slowed your brain down. Uh, You had to kind of reset every time the... A new story would start, and so they figured out through some really creative editing, which I think is what's really cool about this is, is that this was one, you know, one of those films that was kind of famously, you know, um, came together in the editing room. Uh, they were able to kind of mash it all together and tell it in this kind of pulp fictiony kind of way, where some things happen before others, and Sam is just kind of around throughout the night, and then he gets his big scene. When, um, when he ends up at Krieg's house. And so it really is a, just a, a really kind of brilliant way of laying out this story. And I, I mean, I like anthologies as much as the next guy, but the problem is, is they're usually four people or six people, and they're all completely different filmmakers. And so some of your anthology entries are more weak than others, and some are just really spectacular and this is nice because it's all one person's vision and he was able to take these stories and kind of stitch them together because the werewolf story and the dylan baker story were short films that he came up with when he was in like college or something well and then he added the uh Sam with Krieg story and the kids, the prank kids bus story, and was able to round it out with like those four short films, basically all living in one master film. It's pretty brilliant. It's genius. I talked I that whole that, time.
2: Good for you. <laughs> Where well, you should be. No, I think that it's uh, uh, masterfully done. And like I said, on repeated, repeated viewings, you go, oh, oh. You get to see how it's all tied together and who bumps into who and when that person saw that person. And like you said, the uh, uh, it's fun to work out the uh, chronological order of the evening and you realize some things happened earlier than you thought. You know?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, because it's kind of like, like cult eight. fiction
2: a little bit. You go, oh, shit, this is the middle. This is the, the
0: you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, you kind of start at the end of the night. And then you go back to the middle, and then you're at the beginning, and then it jumps back to the end, and it's just it's kind of all over the place. And I love when they're just walking down the street and they just bump into someone in a robot costume, and you go, "Oh yeah. shit, that was a girl from earlier." Yeah, like, I, they're still alive. It, I didn't notice until last night. That was the first time. I went, oh, that's
2: her. Yeah. This is
0: this is where I think like repeat viewings for this, get a little bit even more fun because you've seen it all. And now you're able to kind of look around the whole world and take in all the little things. And, and I love all the little nods when you go, Oh, that was so-and-so's wagon with her. That was Rhonda's wagon with the pumpkins in it. And they're the girls and they're all jacked up. Cause they just, um, ate a bunch of people. And then, Oh, now we're over at this house. And then you see it. I don't know. It's cool. I, I like it. Um, So, yeah, they end up inside uh, the Wilkins house and Billy gets one of the best jump scares of the whole damn film. When he comes out in that mask, Uh, it makes me jump like a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) The
2: first time I remember. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't scare me as much now, but that plastic mask. and It's cool. He's a little shit and uh, Mr. Wilkins is like, God damn.
0: Yeah, I don't love, like, the walk that they had to go to to make you think he was going to kill his own kid was a little tough. He didn't quite see, like, I understand he's frustrated with him, but when he's like, Daddy, I want to carve a pumpkin. Daddy, I want to do this. Daddy, Daddy. Oh, God. You know, you're just kind of like, okay, we get it. You don't like your kid. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they, almost immediately, he's like, all right, well, now I got to kill this fucking kid. It's finally time. He's annoyed me enough. I'm going to kill this kid. And they sell that thing. Oh, he's so dramatic dramatic about that knife and that he's going to help him. Stick. And then he sticks it. And you go, whoa, no way he did it. He pulls it out. It's got blood on it. You go, no way. And then you realize, no, he's just going to help the kid carve another kid's face into a jack-o'-lantern what the fuck? <laughs> That's where that kid delivers that fucked up line. Help me with his eyes.
2: I was like,
0: oh, oh, oh. Oh, the kid does a, a perfect kid thing in that scene that I just adored. When he goes down the stairs, he two feet hops down each one. It's like, oh, yeah. pop, 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 pop. Uh, and it's just such a little kid thing to do all the way down. He commits to every single step that way, all the way down. And you just go, God damn it. <laughs> that was probably, he probably just did that. That's what I was thinking. He probably did that. And they were like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, do that. Just be like, a kid. I am a kid. I am a kid, dummy.
2: <laughs> oh, I like the grown-up house party. That's one of my favorite parts. Grown-up house party cracks me up. Friend I love that them. song. Cat woman's Mrs. Henderson is wow. drunk. Yeah, and they're having some kind of aren't they having some kind of like sex party or something? Because the so, kids are even like, what in the
0: hell's going on there? The pirate says, Coach Taylor was in a hot dog costume, but fucking a pig. I think. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I missed that. Damn. It's in the very next scene where they're walking away, and uh, and uh, Sarah goes. I have no idea what was going on there. And, and, <laughs> and he is just shocked. He is just like, Coach Taylor was in a hot dog costume, but fucking a pig, I think. And it's just like, wow. It's so funny. He's just like, what did I just see? And I still the, have it rented. I need to go back and just watch that scene because I do not remember him delivering that line. Yeah, in That's the background, great. you can see like this hot dog yeah. costume, oh, yeah. which <laughs> makes an appearance later on in the film, which is even better. Um, oh, that's great! They roll it in next to uh, uh, Wilkins when he's getting ready to get eaten by the uh, werewolves. Apparently, Coach Taylor oh, gets picked up awesome. by one of these girls. That's great! Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Man, it's so funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love. She's, yeah, you want a drink or something? That'll be my secret. And you're just like, good god, they're lady. Children, <laughs> fuck! Jesus, they're just children. It's a joke
2: on the children. It's a joke on the
0: children. Uh, yeah. So he says, "Holy shit!" when he's looking in that house, and that cracked me up. And uh, and then she says, "Watch out for monsters," and I really like that too. <laughs> uh, a lot of little winks in this movie yeah, about that kind of stuff. I Happy know.
2: Halloween! And so it is uh, a joke on the children i know right just adults being fucking assholes and kids trying to circumnavigate this douchey ass world amen to that brother so, we're so then they to, leave to go to the halloween parade where uh the woman hooks up with uh mr wilkins dressed as a vampire creepy dude
0: yeah um, which works
2: because i remember the first time i saw it i was like this character is terrifying
0: yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I think it's really a great pick on the mask and stuff because you just really can't tell that that's him until.
2: Do you? you find I, out I wonder. That Here is something I wanted to ask. Do you? Is there a part of you that all at all thinks they switched actors? Just as, just just a little. You know what I mean. When. Well, no, what I what mean is mean? there's a couple of shots I keep thinking, God, that would be pretty brilliant as if they have somebody with just a slightly different face. And then as they get closer to it.
0: I'm trying to fix my focus. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you are doing. Um, I, I kept wondering, and I know this is probably not true, but there was a part of me that wondered as they got closer to the reveal, if they like switched him back into it. You know what I mean? Because – it would be mm. interesting to say, hey, we'll get somebody a little taller, maybe younger, you know, and you go, oh, and then suddenly, because I know this is a dumb thought, but because when I was watching it, I obviously knew that it was who it was. And I kept thinking, God, his face looks a little more, you know, I don't know, Batman ish, oh. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Okay. But then towards the end, when he's out there with him, I'm kind of like, when he's revealed that it's him, I'm like, oh, I guess it's just, it's, I'm sure it's just him. I just kept thinking that would be an interesting filmmaking choice, as to just slightly for a couple of scenes, have one person and then switch him back in. So, cause at this point you're not fooling it. I mean, you are fooling people. That's the whole point. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know that they did, but it would just, cause I don't, it's not like on IMDB they'd say masked man, two scenes or something like that.
0: But I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think after I realize it's him, I feel like it is him just looking at the way his mouth is. But there's a good possibility they could, no, no, or you're I mean, worst right. case scenario, I, you that, could just like say, I said,
2: there would be no point. I, I would just think that that would be a, obviously a huge concern is that you know, the first time you show this, people go, That's Mr. Welkin, you go, know, God damn it, you know, it's <laughs> like, fuck, put all this work in, and everybody knows who it is. I mean, obviously, he doesn't show much of his mask, I mean, much of his face, so they were smart enough to do that,
0: yeah. Um.
2: He, and he is, fucks her up and just lets yeah. her bloody ass walk around and it's pretty brilliant because one guy goes, She's drunk.
0: Yeah, it's the guy from the front of from the start of the film, too. That's brilliant. Um they uh I <laughs> he says, Don't worry, babe, she's just drunk, which is a problem. We don't want to help people. I don't want to help people sometimes because it just seems like it's going to be too much of a problem. We've talked about this. Um, You don't know what you're getting into. She could just be drunk and dressed that way. I don't know. She looks across, though, and she sees a group of people drinking, and they all have, like, really well-done, hideous wounds. (laughs) Like, they were all attacked by werewolves, and that's, like, kind of just to let you know, like, oh, no one's going to think she's for real right No, I thought that was a brilliant choice. It's like, no, there's
2: people walking around with open wounds all day long. It's a, it's Halloween night. So, I mean, oh. that's one of the oldest kind of tropes in these movies that, that works is there's a really great, uh, God, what's it called? Twin Falls. No, it's going to drive me crazy. I can't remember what it's called. Not Twin Falls. Anyway, God, I shouldn't even reference it anyway, but it's, uh, they're Siamese twins and, uh, the only time they go out is Halloween night. That way they can go out dressed, you know, stuck to each other. And everybody goes, I love your costume. So that's their Twin Falls, Idaho is what it's called. Okay, It's a brothers that wrote and directed it. They've done a few films. I haven't seen anything forever, but they play the, because they're twins in real life. Oh. They play the conjoined twins. But the whole, <laughs> one of the premises, they always go out on Halloween because no one bothers them. They just go, oh, I have a costume. And <laughs> they just leave them alone. So, like they're in one big shirt. Like Basically, choosing, I think they wear a big suit that's yeah. tied together. And, uh, but the cool thing about that is it's been done so many times. And, well, Halloween obviously does it all the time, but you know, some killer walking around it when everybody's dressed up, no one pays attention to them. True. So I think yeah. it's a pretty uh, brilliant thing to just suddenly do. I jump cut over to a bunch of other people wounded and bloody and go, oh, well, some girl walking around bloody. People go, uh, don't get that, don't get your Cairo syrup on me. Like, no, I need help. Uh huh.
0: Also, when she is running through the alleyway and she's screaming every time she screams, they do like an up close shot and they they bump the volume on those drums of that drum line in the parade. Oh, and right. I thought that that was a pretty brilliant way of signaling to the audience, like, yeah, no one no one hears her screaming mm-hmm, or cares. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And
0: uh, so that was sounds kind of it's kind of sad, kind of harrowing, but um, she uh, he just kind of lets her. He just kind of lays her down on that wall there and sits her next to some dude who's drinking and he's awake he's may not be all there because he's drunk but he just sits her there and just walks off into the night
2: it's brilliant and from a
0: story standpoint it's like like, god damn most people aren't gonna pay
2: attention i you know you you would argue that it's kind of like that shot early on where uh, um uh who is it that God, what scene was that? Remember the kids see the, who did Sam kill? Why am I forgetting? Remember there's the bloody bag that gets thrown out in front of those kids and there's like blood in it. And those kids see it and they go, shit, and they turn and they run off. What is that? So
0: it's the first kill. It is um, Emma, the, the lady, yeah, the wife. And yeah, he gets under the sheet. And oh yeah, I forgot to mention that because he slices her up kills her she falls out in front of these kids in and, the bag yeah kind of like covered up in a sheet and then right. there's in a the blood struggle goes, and then you yeah, see right. oof, blood hits and these kids fucking lose it you know what's even better about that is those kids are the same ones over at krieg's house later they oh, get yeah. scared away by the dog which and, is brilliant which really made me think what if those kids had seen everything? They just happened to be in the right place. So they see everything that happens that night. Like like you see them off in the woods and they're watching all these girls get naked and turn into werewolves. Or you see them like like in the quarry. I think it'd be funny if they were always scared. Just every shot, you
2: just see, them, oh, 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 and, and they, they just run, run right? off. Yeah, it's like, what
0: a fucked up night these poor kids had. Yeah, it's just like a great spin-off. It's like a Rosenkrantz and Guildenstern are yeah. Dead. Like, you just watch the whole thing through their eyes, I guess. Whoa,
2: whoa. Well,
0: it's funny because when they ran off at the beginning,
2: when Emma got killed, I've I, I changed my mind, but my first thought was, well, they're kind of old. They shouldn't be, shouldn't they help this poor woman? But I thought, and then I kind of rewound it, and I was like, yeah, pretty young their yeah. major reaction is going to be like, fuck this. I'm out of here. This is scary. Cause uh, let's face it back to the scene we're talking about. They probably think it's fake, but it's scary. You know, it's just yeah. like going to a haunted house. I mean, you go, I'm terrified, but I know it's fake, but I still don't want somebody bloody jumping out at me.
0: You don't go that's fake. You go. Ah! So there's a believable. lot of people. There's a lot of people in the world that will just go, that's fake. Well, I know, but
2: these kids were, what I'm saying is they're still young enough to just say, fuck this, bye. Because my first thought was, why don't you help this poor woman? But when you're, when it's out by itself, like on a street, kind of like hers was, there's not as much stuff. That would seem more strange, but at the festival, yeah, seeing bloody people falling and you're just like, first of all, there's thousands of people. You're probably not going to stop and focus on anyone. You're just going to kind of keep hauling ass. Mm -hmm. Enough of that. What's next?
0: Oh, headed to the quarry, the bus story. Yeah, so they had already picked up Rhonda. Um, she's great. I love her. I feel like yep. she could be like Velma in a new Scooby-Doo movie or something. She's just awesome. Right. Um, I also heard a bunch of these kids were kind of unknowns. They cast all these people out of like Vancouver and they just managed to find a really great group of kids because that whole... That whole group, I mean, Schrader as the kind of like good-looking kid that lures Rhonda in, and then mm-hmm. Chip or Chet the pirate is amazing, and then I even like she's Sarah great. and Macy a lot. Um the, so they're uh, all, What is she, an angel? Is that what she's Yeah, playing? she's like an she's angel a, or something. She's
2: a little terrible person. I mean, she plays she it is. well. She
0: yeah. plays it well. She's <laughs> a little snot yes she is um i wrote pumpkins in a wagon is a really great image yeah just something about pumpkins in an old red rider wagon that just gives me all sorts of nostalgic fall feels
2: well there's funny because there's a couple of shots in this i'm like there's got to be some kind of lamp in there. there's not one little candle making these things glow that well <laughs> you know what i mean yeah because they're like really orange inside because you know we've all stuck a candle in a jack lantern You kind of stand back and you go oh It just doesn't quite do it. It's like, oh, it lit up a little bit of the mouth. So these are crazy glowing and I'm going- from a production standpoint, it's like, what's? Do they run like actual power cables, or do they have battery powered LED? You know, it's just I don't know. They're lit. Yeah. They look
0: fantastic, but anyway, yeah, they got to be battery powered LEDs or something that are pretty bright. I'm like, wondering back then, though, 2007. Hell, the way
2: the technology's changed, you're not even sure that stuff existed. But. Oh, good
0: point. Yeah, no, that's right. I didn't think about the fact that, like, just moving these pumpkins around so much, you very easily risk all of the candles going out near constantly.
2: But you're oh, dragging well, them all yeah, over the place that's and the stuff problem like With a lot of stuff, I was like, How is this shit all lit all the time? Because <laughs> yeah, like, it looks so pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's probably somebody that was literally their job, pumpkin hang- handler.
0: So um, they talk about Sawane and uh, human sacrifice must be made and like all that sort of stuff. And she kind of gives the backstory. Rhonda is our Halloween expert. So she gives the backstory to that. And that was when I said, <gasps> Halloween three. This is just like yeah. Halloween three. Yeah, and then I realized that oh, duh! It's because it's the story of Halloween from years ago, <laughs> Celtic. Yes, where Celtic it started. Yep. Halloween. Uh, so they're headed to the. They make it to the quarry, and boy, the edge of that quarry is so pretty, with all like it's the beautiful. fog and everything yeah, on the other beautiful. side. They said that the upper part of that quarry was a real spot. It was a real rock quarry in mm. Vancouver. And then the, everything once they got down the elevator, because that elevator is real too. But everything they got down, down the elevator, once they're down into the quarry, then that's all like soundstage stuff. But it's real pretty. No, beautiful. And then they, uh, they tell the story of like, the coolest part of this whole movie. The, uh, what do they call it? The, the Halloween School Bus Massacre.
2: Yeah, I would say visually, the second it starts, you're like, "Well, this is your movie." <laughs> it's like I just want to watch this. Yeah, those four it's kids and those damn weird masks they have, and except for this is nitpicking, but when that kid like take gets that bus going, I was like, he never get that bus going. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff you got to pull up on a gear. Ah, just on. It's not like it's just a manual. You just go up and you just step on the gas. But anyway. He it's a great be, he scene he middles with it for a while he does he does and, he, and the, the bus driver gets tripped but yeah all the way those the poor kids were what was it that they were Just they were special needs and the parents were just like done
0: yeah they were even more than that they were considered like disturbed Um, and I mean maybe at the time all you needed to be was special needs to be considered disturbed or something right. but it's like they seemed troubled Um, they seemed like like They were shackles. They
2: said the parents were tired. So it was, yeah. it was to be, there's a point, there's a new, is it called Monsterland? It's on Hulu. And I just watched the first episode. There's one hour episodes and it's really good, by the way. But the first one is a woman dealing with her daughter who's, I don't know if she's manic, but she just lashes out. It's a little girl. I mean, just bites And there's like bloodies people and just loses her shit. And this poor girl who I think in it's supposed to be like, maybe I'm making this up, but like 21, 22, 23, and trying to work her waitress job and take her kid somewhere to be babysat. And the babysitter's finally like, I can't babysit your psycho kid anymore. It's really well done, but it made me think of that. Just the poor. And I say this respectfully. If anybody's out there dealing with a child who's a handful, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm sure they do want to dump them in a quarry every once in a while.
0: <laughs> you know, come on. You know what I mean. No, I mean I get it. i just had, like that I was just one of the more
2: extreme ways of I saying that. I won't say who, but I had someone very close to me <laughs> once who very much loves their kids and still loves their kids, <laughs> tell me once, grab me by my arms and say, never have fucking kids. Because she was so frustrated with her goddamn kids. She was just like basically like they ruin your lives. She does not feel that now. She loves them. But at the time she was just, you know, at wit's end. So and I, I get was,
0: it. And I was standing there on the other side of you taking notes. And I said, Cool, don't have
2: kids. Yeah, trust me. I taken that right. 53 years into my life. And I'm like, Got it. I got enough shit to deal with. I can't imagine that. These kids I'm in have- a bus full of
0: kids and shackles. <laughs> <laughs> bus full of kids and shackles uh these kids have some of the greatest masks on like, oh my god they're so great oh my kid god going wrong way yeah wrong way. it's like dracula <laughs> mask or yeah, something like uh, i wrote it down dracula bunny clown thing tall devil yeah skull, that one's pretty great paper bag big mouth i like paper that's, bag pr- that's pretty great yeah that's pretty freaky. i never
2: really noticed that one before until <laughs> last night and i thought that's pretty basic and fantastic yeah it's Sounds Ugh. like a shitty ska band. Paper bag, big mouth.
0: I know. I figured you'd like that. Um, <laughs> uh, so we got another. How so far we haven't made Andy do anything? I was just thinking that, and I'm, <laughs> believe me, I'm I'm trying to think of good things for that. Uh, I think it'd be nice saw, to give him one saw, week off. I mean, yeah. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> Let me get my fedora and my checkerboard. Yeah, he'd probably go, oh, fuck, I don't want to do skull. Uh, no, no, he does not. Uh, we'll, we'll let you off the hook on that one. Um, I really like, okay, so there's this moment that I feel like they take this bus driver and they say, all right, what was he to do? He took the bait, you know, he took the money from the parents. He's going to do, he's kind of doing something. Uh, I don't want to say heroic, but it's like, you know, he's taking the trash out or something for these people by driving them all off of the cliff in a quarry. And you're like, this is awful. But then he takes a moment to stop and hand out candy, like one last piece of candy to all of these kids.
2: Well, see, I took it and... for a sinister thing. I took it that he was calming them the fuck down. Because mm. they were one, you know, the one kept saying, wrong way, wrong way. I think that's what he was saying. And they were freaked out. And to me, he was like, well, I'm going to go pacify them by giving them candy. And as they're oh. sitting there enjoying their candy, I'm going to go, adios. Oh, my God. It and seems that, is, that like is a sweet moment. That is Mr. Was- That's Mr. Krieg, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's the big the big reveal at the end okay. is that I, I was, is Mr. Krieg. I'm, I'm and assuming that, that I was not misreading that, but yeah, he kind of explains his hatred for Halloween and why well, he's kind of this heartbreaking wreck Mr. of a person. You know, this old drunk. Yeah. Breathing problems and all that sort of stuff. Um, he had yeah. a great dog, though. He had an awesome dog,
2: Spike. Spike, get back here! It makes me want to have a dog. Just that little dog.
0: When they, uh, when, so that kid is, uh, gets out of his, you know, wrong way, wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. He gets out of his shackles and he runs up and he gets that thing going. And man, that shot of that bus, like, it like slowly dollies behind it. And the bus goes straight over that cliff. And then it just slowly pushes in and then just pans down right at the edge of the cliff. And you see it sinking and it's just... It's beautiful. It's
2: beautiful. It's and such beautiful. a cool
0: scene. Um, so, yeah. And then he survived. And 30 years later, he gets his comeuppance. Oh,
2: he crawls, he crawls out, doesn't he? Yeah, that's
0: right. I forgot yeah. about that. He gets his ass out. They don't show it. They just show him on the edge of the quarry. Well, yeah. And you think about it. I keep thinking back because I've watched this movie so many times because I don't know if I said earlier how much I love this movie and how perfect it is. It has easily become like the Halloween movie for me. I get that. I mean, I still love my, the OGs, your Michael Myers and your Talk Hocus Pocus and your, well, I mean, even just scary movies, but things that like Halloween, Halloween movies. I'm right. um, on Halloween, you know, just like this. Fuck yeah, Halloween series is celebrating. Yeah. Uh, this is the one for me that just encapsulates all the feelings of Halloween, and it doesn't matter how old you are, you can identify with the younger kids playing the pranks or the old curmudgeon that just wants to you to just go to bed. Like, can you just stop knocking on my door? I'm going to sleep now. I don't want to be bothered. And the married couple that's like, yeah, we do all this shit, but you know, maybe we don't enjoy it as much as we used to. And I don't know. You get to see it through so many different angles. Was I just that, love it.
2: Was that you? Guys, I'm just a little depressed right now. <laughs> no, I'm only saying that because I think the last few years you've said, I haven't even decorated.
0: You know what I did? I put up one decoration. Boop. Oh, okay, good. It says trick or treat, <laughs> and it's on my mantle. The skeleton stays year round. Well, it's funny because it took me
2: half a second because I thought it was the orange owl. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know if that's technically how. And then I went, oh, trick or treat. I get it. No, I'm so, not. I, I didn't mean to poke a wound, but no, it is. They represent what a lot of people. It's like, oh, we used to be so enthusiastic, but uh, life gets in the way of life, and I got these things to do and that kind of stuff. But yeah, anyway, back to what you're saying. It is the quint- quintessential uh, Halloween film. I agree. They hit all the they hit all the uh, uh, notes.
0: Yeah, there's. It's got everything, guys. Dead kids and. That's- and pumpkins. That's all you need. <laughs> all right. Well, we've been Black Goose Presents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of these times we have to end one that way. I know. I just, just go. That's enough.
2: Boom. Boom,
0: boom. So they got all these jack-o'-lanterns. They're going to go down. So we get the whole story, um, and uh, we got all the jack-o'-lanterns. We're going to head down to the quarry, and we're going to offer them to eight dead kids, eight jack-o'-lanterns. That's the plan. Let's go. So then they head down into the quarry. Oh,
2: I have a real problem with. Uh, I have a real problem with the whole uh, uh, that these kids crawled into the
0: water and uh, decorated themselves and did all this shit just for a prank. Oh, we're we're getting to that. The elaborate nature of this prank. Um it's all just to scare somebody. It's a little insane. It's a little insane.
2: Um, Kids would not, not do that. They just wouldn't, not at Halloween, not in the water. That's, they'd have to be a little bonkers themselves to be able to go, let's th- put all this on and go under the water and at night and <laughs> in the dark. Yeah.
0: Let's not even, let's, let's not even overlook the fact that how does Macy have keys for this quarry elevator? Her dad the, the core probably i 'm
2: assuming that yeah because it doesn't
0: crazy. look like they did do anything there anymore they still have a, a school bus yeah. down there yeah the, they, they did do something really interesting well not interesting, just kudos to the filmmakers in that flashback when you see that van or the the bus drive off or pull up to the quarry initially all of the things that are out there are still out there when the kids Go that night 30 years later mm. um, little rv type thing set yeah. up like, where the foreman would work and there's like some other things and it's exactly the same and i thought that that was pretty cool
2: well that would make sense
0: um, it's good good that. for them good for them uh but uh yeah how does she have the keys i don't know and i also feel really bad for Rhonda because i know what's about to happen um and we cut away for a second to this really weird scene with Anna Paquin. Again, this is where it's weird when you when you don't know the twist originally. It's like she's just floating around by herself, looking for a man, looking for the right man. Yeah, it's and it doesn't like, make a whole lot of sense. especially like,
2: when they're trying to just fix her up with any old. Fat baby man.
0: <laughs> yeah. And she goes, she looks over and she goes, Ooh, I could be the butt on that horse. And then it's like, oh, nope, that's already a lady. Yeah. In there. That's not two dudes. I can't, I can't be the horse butt to this guy's horse. And then it's like, okay, ooh, look at this muscular man. He's like a like a sitting dressed up like Conan or something. And then turns around and it's a muscular lady. And she goes, oh, geez. And well, I guess it maybe it's supposed one. to be a metaphor for their, like, just get your
2: first time over with. And she's wanting it to be special. And
0: Yeah, I guess so. It just, again. She is... ends
2: up being with douchebag anyway. So I don't know why she, she held out for this special right. creepy serial killer guy. But I guess you're <laughs> supposed to find out they're not the nicest people anyway. So it doesn't really matter.
0: So she says, uh, so she calls her sister, or her sister calls her and is like, I've got someone for you. And
2: yeah. is, is, he, is, young? is he young?
0: That's what she says. Is that he is he cute? And he turns He's dressed like a baby, which he's, I thought was pretty funny. He's funny or something like that. He's something I can't remember. He's very interesting or something. And she goes, Oh, so he's hideous. And again, I'm like, Okay, but why would she care? She's just gonna eat the fucking guy. Yeah, I none of that know. makes
2: sense to me, but. It's, I just, just, she's, it's funny, and he, I, have a, I have a weird kind of, I like Anna Paquin as a person, but I, she's never been my favorite actress. Even when I used to watch True Blood, I was kind of like, I don't know, Sookie. Sookie! I just always thought, she's fine. She kind of falls into that, she's fine category. She doesn't stand out to me. I mean, I like her, but in this film, I just felt like she was kind of one note through the whole thing. You know what I mean? I didn't really care. It's so what I said at the beginning. I don't know if we're going to leave this in or not, but I said the problem I have with this film is, other than Emma at the beginning, I don't necessarily like anybody in this movie. I'm not saying it's not entertaining, but you don't. I don't find myself super endeared to any of the characters. They're all kind of, kind of shitty. Maybe Rhonda. Yeah, no, no. She. I like Maybe. Rhonda. I know what you're saying. Maybe but Rhonda's kind of sweet. Kinda, but yeah, she's even written to be kind of socially withdrawn and all this, but. It's like, I guess what I'm saying is Emma's the only one at the beginning like, oh, if this film was about Emma saying ah, Halloween's such a pain and you follow her through the whole thing, she's she's a good character. But even An- Anna's just kind of whiny. I mean, from literally the opening line, she's kind of like, oh, my costume's too small. and I mean, she's just pissed off through the whole thing. And the other women are just rolling their eyes in every scene. So anyway, yeah. she's this picky about finding her guy and then who she picks. You're like, that's it? That's a you know, it'd be one thing if she ended up with the uh, with the uh the the guy, the hero, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you know, somebody you were endeared through to through the whole thing, and you're like, well, that's sweet. He's gonna end up with little red riding. Hood. And then she turns into a werewolf and kills him. You go, holy shit. But so Yeah, true. But I mean, at the same time, it's the flip side. She's killing the villain, you know. So that's right. the shocker. Is that he she, she, obviously I'm not telling you the what's in the film,
0: but you're like, (laughs) she's a victim. You're like, oh, oh, no, you're the victim. So I get it. Um, Yeah. uh, When she's talking to her sister, I noticed something kind of interesting or not. Uh, I found it interesting. Uh, They are, in the background, a version of Cry Little Sister is playing uh, at the party. And that song was in Lost Boys. And oh, I remember that. Yeah. By, uh, from the Lost Boys. And I just thought that that was kind of an interesting little turn on its head once you know that they're werewolves and not vampires. Right. Uh, I, I don't know why I found that interesting, but I was like, oh my God, let's cry, little sister. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this has been fun. No. Um, so they go to the quarry for the big prank it's dumb
2: the i don't know why it annoys him. me he's like the kids are not gonna dress up like doesn't get underwater and scare
0: her and that is such an elaborate prank chet really really sells the whole thing while they're going <laughs> down that elevator he is he is going for an oscar in this little performance for Rhonda yeah. because he is he was like, no, 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 I want to go back up. I want to go back up. And the, just the sound of that thing going, Gong, hitting the ground while they're all off screaming and all the pumpkins go out in the fog. It's just like, it's such a great setup. And then she is so sweet because she says, don't let the candles go out. They'll protect you, okay? And then just like goes off on her own into this quarry like a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Not even scared. And... uh which leaves him alone to do his bullshit Get <laughs> apparently covered in fake blood and break out all the fake intestines they have hiding. Where, where did they bring those? Did they leave them in the quarry for this prank? I don't it's, know.
2: It, it's, 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 it's for a bunch of little kids. It's w- the production design they worked up <laughs> with.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but that scene is full of little feet walking through and crunching leaves and the winds blowing. Yeah. And, I mean, oh my God. I just, I love it. I'm looking out my window right now and leaves are falling in my backyard and I'm just like, hooray. <sighs> die, die, trees. Not only <laughs> die, but don't be in them. the 80s. Yeah. Started. We haven't seen all ever the leaves yet. Falling. God damn it. Um, I went to Colorado. I didn't really ever uh, mention this, but I've been so busy with things that clearly uh, fans of the pod you may have noticed there was a little bit of a break there in between episodes. I was a little busy, and then I went on vacation. I went to Colorado, and it was already snowing there. I came back, and summer came back. So welcome, welcome back to, to the climate pod. change. Um, but we're back. We're back and the leaves are falling, and we're ready to blow your mind with some great Halloween movies. Um, so when they come out, when she sees that bus down there, which is so fucking cool, um, when they come out, they, they look spooky, but yeah. the filmmakers also didn't really show us their faces very much. It's right. handled in a really, really good way that is like you're not in on the joke unless you've seen the film and then you're in on the joke. But um, you're not in on the joke, but you see these things and it's filmed in such a way that is, is really smart because we can't see how kind of shitty and homemade these costumes look. Right. And uh, I, I thought that saying. was right. a really good choice.
2: It's a good mis-
0: misdirect. It's, a, yeah, very, it's a very good misdirect. Misdirect! Um, <clears throat> Scary fucking prank. I do not like pranks. Uh, She, they scare her. She runs. Rhonda runs. She drops her glasses. She falls. She hurts her head. The prank is over. She wakes up and everything. And she starts screaming at them. And she says, dead, dead. You're all dead. And I just go, Jesus (laughs) Christ, Because she knows the rules. She goes, you guys fucked around. Now you're dead. And uh, I thought that was... Uh, a great great line considering
2: they actually are it's uh, pretty damn interesting that she knows the rules of all these things she's the only person that knows the rules
0: other than Sam right and then uh, Macy says this thing that really bothered me where she goes I guess we're leaving then and it's like well what what else did you have planned were we gonna well,
2: that's hang what out I don't, yeah. down that's the here thing about the whole scene well that's the thing that kind of about that scene, I didn't get. They're supposed to scare the shit out of her. Were they going to kill her? Was the creepy <gasps> girl thinking this was going to like let pull her into the water and drown her or something?
0: If if she is pissed because she wanted to actually hang out and kill this poor girl then that scene just jumped up like 10 notches. And it was already a perfect scene.
2: Because she was so sinister (laughs) and everybody else was kind of like, okay, let's be cool. Let's not get too carried away. And she was so sinister about it. I kind of thought the girl was planning on
0: offing somebody just for shits and grins. I think she's just, I mean, unless she's interested in making a sacrifice, I think she just wanted to scare her. And since it was over so fast, maybe she was just like, guess well, we're done. that wasn't worth it. Yeah. This is taking well, all the well, fun where, out of it. Yeah, where, but where else was it going to
2: go? Like you said, she's yeah. scared. She's scared. Yeah, okay. Think, you win. She's scared. I think Until Schrader I even hit. said that. Well, that's what I mean. When she said, I guess we're done, it was like, Well, what, 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 how, what, how is there going to be another hour? Am I missing something? Anyway, but don't the so. The real kids come and kill their ass.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the real monster kids come out. The monster bus kids come out and uh, they all look pretty gross and terrifying. Yeah. And um, I think that's a great evolution. Like make them look really weird and fucked up to begin with so that when you do 30 years later zombie versions of them, they can look even more hideous and disgusting. Sure, sure. And, uh, and yeah, so they show up. They uh, They just whoosh old sarah away. they just drag her right out of the equation mm-hmm. by her chains and uh the kids are just like well she's fucked all right keep moving and so they keep going <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah i love it fucking Rhonda, man gets her comeuppance she knew it she knew the rules she said don't let these get blown out or you're dead they're fucking dead she knew her shit She just reaches for that handle and then just hits the button. And they're like, what the fuck, Rhonda? See ya. (laughs) Hey, bye. She's like. So then you get that really wicked shot at the very top. It's just like a lockdown shot of that elevator coming up into frame. And that is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And then you get another little Sam sighting. And I think that that's pretty sweet. That we keep seeing Sam. Keeping his eye on his shit. Yeah, and he's like, like "You're good." In. He goes, "This girl gets it, and uh, <laughs> she's fine." She goes, "Go do." She'd things. give me candy. Yeah, she'd give me candy. She she'd doesn't, but she candy. would. Um, and so, uh, yeah, those you just listen. All those poor kids get devoured. Well, not poor kids, but all those little shitty shitheads get devoured. And then, uh, yeah, she just wanders off into the night with her little little wagon full of pumpkins
2: yep, sam heads
0: off to do his thing and we pick back up with anna on the on this beautiful like pumpkin lined trail yeah somewhere in the woods <laughs> sheep meadows where do all of these god damn <laughs> pumpkins come from Production there are line. 40 to 50 of these things. I tried to look at one of the shots because I felt like in one of the Krieg shots, like half of them were just like digitally like added. Oh, yeah. Could but be. I couldn't yeah. tell. But part of me was like, man, I wish they had like production designers working with like 14 PAs. And they just said, all right, get to carving pumpkins, assholes. They are. <laughs> <Just> well, like <laughs> I said, there's probably a,
2: if you probably look at the credits, there's probably pumpkin handler.
0: Probably something probably- that's all they did was keep them
2: cut and live and not falling apart and lit up and all that. So So this is where she meets up with, uh, old Wilkins.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's kind of stalking her, I guess. And, uh, she's just letting him just leading him along, I guess. And, um, he pops out and gives us a quick little scare and we worry about Anna's life and, then she qu- promptly gets dropped into the party from directly above them. Only it's well, not her. Well, she gets her. bit, doesn't she? He bites her. Does he bite her? Okay. Yeah, man. he so, bites her because so he, he bites thinks her.
2: this should be it and it doesn't do anything to her. Oh, right. Because I think that's where he's kind of like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Yeah, he bites her and we're like, oh no, he got yeah. her. And then <laughs> they're hanging out at the party. And you see the red cloak, the red riding now, hood, just fall from a tree directly above them, I'm guessing. Oh, and he's in it. That's right. I forgot. And he's it's in him. it. Yeah. It's like supposed to fake you out and think it's her. Right. Only did she just like carry him up a tree while no one noticed? And okay, then drop him I assume for she theatrical threw effect? him. I
2: think she threw him into the party.
0: What? Well, they
2: werewolves, that could be really strong. I think she just kind of chucked him from 20 feet away and he went, bam, and landed right in the middle of the party. I'm not against that idea. I want want that to be known. I think she's saying, I did it. Here's my man. I found him. And they went, shit, okay. It's like throwing fish up on the dock. You know, it's just like, here's my catch of the day.
0: She all of a sudden walks in. Her hair is kind of down a little bit, maybe from the struggle. And all of a sudden, she kind of looks like more of a badass.
2: Yeah. Like, she's changed. She's
0: changed. And let Stella,
2: Stella's got her groove back. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, um, who the fuck are you people? Or what are you people? I think he says, <laughs> what the hell are you people?
0: He looks around and there are just bodies everywhere. And I thought the idea was for them to like turn into werewolves and then kill these guys, but a lot of these guys already look dead. And maybe they're just like, I don't know, just going to churn and then eat them after they're dead. I don't know. So I want to talk a little bit about werewolf lore. When I don't know you much about it. get bit by a werewolf, you turn into a werewolf. If you At live night. through it. Because what happens if you just get eaten? Like, if you get eaten, you not get David, eaten. but... <laughs> So is it like if you get bitten but you survive, then you're just infected with the the wolf? Stain? Yeah, I think it's like a bite, kind of like a vampire virus bite. curse. Yeah.
2: And if you get, I think that I know what you're saying because I, I don't know. Yeah, I think a vampire can just kill you, but if you bite you, it can also turn you. Turn you, yeah, and you become you know undead for
0: eternity. How great would it be if she bit? Wilkins, but didn't kill him. And so then he turns into a werewolf all the time. And now he's a serial killer werewolf wannabe vampire.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, she just bites on him after she turns into an actual werewolf. She goes...
0: (laughs) She definitely goes to town.
2: On his neck. But yeah, I think that there's probably... Yes, I know what you're saying. There's probably two things. You could probably just eat somebody to a point where they're dead or you could bite them. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, in all seriousness, I don't know that much. Probably one of my <laughs> least curious. favorite things in kind of horror is werewolves.
0: Oh, it's always, my favorite. Oh, I've always kind of Did been you know like,
2: yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So when I was a kid, I still have this like vision in my head. It's really weird. When I was a kid, we would drive up to Minnesota a lot to see my family. My dad's side of the family's up there. And, um, we would always be driving at night because my dad would insist on leaving at like midnight. He would drive all night. By the time we get there, it'd be like lunchtime or something. It'd be we'd have a whole day ahead of us, you know. And we'd always we were kids. We would always sleep and stuff. But sometimes I'd wake up and I'd be awake. And I remember the radio would be playing. Everyone would be quiet. We're just driving down the road, and I would always look at the trees along the side of the highway up there in Minnesota. Yeah, and they're those long, skinny trees. Oh, so you can kind of see through them, but they go. Pow, 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 pow. Um, and I would always envision like a werewolf out there running parallel to us, but running through the woods, like, kind of bounding through. Enough. Yeah. And, um, and I had, I was that kid that had like the little werewolf books from, I mean, I had other monster books from like the book fair and stuff, but I don't know. I've always been fascinated by werewolves. I've always wanted to play a werewolf. Like you did but, in space opera. Oh, you're right. I finally got to live
2: out playing a werewolf. (laughs) Not a dog. I don't want to piss on this, but yeah, you did. Well, let me me backpedal. I'm going to backpedal. Ooh, backpedal. Uh, I don't hate werewolves. When they're in stuff and they're done well, I find it very interesting, I would just say, of kind of horror tropes, it's not the first thing I would think of, you know? Mm I probably like witches and skeletons and the pumpkins and vampires and stuff but werewolves I mean I'm fine I've been like back to what was that underworld you know rise of the lichens kind of stuff I find that stuff very interesting but I'm usually down with the vampires more than I am the werewolves
0: well and I will will separate werewolves now into um, real looking wolves like people that turn into a big wolf I don't care for as much people that go bipedal you want to see them look like what we consider skinny Yeah, tall, skinny. I mean, classic Wolfman stuff is really good, too. But this tall, skinny, emaciated thing with the big head uh, just gets me. It's so cool. And they use that that kind of look in this film. And they use a lot of practical effects. There is some CGI in this. He tried not to use much, but he had to use a little. And uh, for that, I will put to rest our streak of all practical effects films on Black Goose Presents. This one introduces a little CGI. I wish they didn't do that thing to her face at the end of the scene where she leans back and goes, "Ah," and then when they do the back cracking up, um, it was, I just didn't need it. I thought the visual nature of these ladies owning their strength and eroticism and kind of almost doing a werewolf transformation by way of like strip tease. Yeah. Um, where they like peeled their skin off. Like it's. I closed. noticed last
2: night when they were pulling their skin off, it literally made me go. Ugh. I, it, I mean, it made me chill. <laughs> I went, because the, the idea of actually tearing your skin. Yeah. That, it that is was effective. gross. I don't know the whole thing about Anna Paco, and she's changing I Just, I don't know. I don't know. Just, it seems a little on the nose. I don't know what I'm exactly trying to say, but it was effective. And uh, I didn't mind the CGI because it was used a little because nothing looks worse than if they had a full blown transformation. It's all CGI. Because even nowadays, 2020, they seem to not most of the time be able to pull that off good enough to not go, it looks like a video game. So you're always bad. right. You just have practical effects. Yeah. Let's get to old man
0: Krieg's house battle with Sam. Uh, let me make sure there wasn't anything else I had to talk about there. Um, no, I think we covered it pretty well. I love good use of a Marilyn Manson song in a film. Um, and uh, I love the, the practical effects. Uh, old man Krieg's house. I like that they all of a sudden decided to put earlier. <laughs> on the screen like this whole movie has been a clusterfuck of like what's happening right now they decide to put earlier in like, a yeah. book font that did seem kind of like this is now you do well yeah you we don't need to do that now
2: yeah is this where the kids have the dog with the eyes uh yeah that's so great <laughs> yeah that little dog with the little yellow eyes I thought
0: that was freaking brilliant sorry I'm gonna let you talk for just one second I just have to do one thing
2: Oh, I was just going to say one of my favorite things in this whole thing was when uh, the kids go up to the door and the door flies open and they see the dog devil eyes. I remember first time thinking, holy shit, it's creepy. And then when the little guy chases them, they don't look back, so they don't know. But then when you realize it's just a little dog with his little LED lights strapped on his head, I just thought it was pretty, pretty brilliant that Krieg... <laughs> goes, goes, uh, goes, puts all that extra work into just pissing off children. I had a lot of respect for uh, him just being like, oh, wait a <laughs> second. Let me go get your devil eyes. You little. So I think there's a part of me that he's a grumpy old man, but at the same time, he's kind of having some fun, obviously. I mean, if you're going to put devil eyes on your damn dog's head and have it chase after a kid, there's a little part of you kind of having fun with Halloween. I doubt he's Doing that year round with everybody that comes to a store. It's like, let me transform yeah. my dog into a devil dog. So I'm not saying, oh, he loves Halloween. I'm just saying. You're just. What are saying. you trying to do? What are you trying to do, technology over there? Oh, nothing.
0: I was just checking to make sure. I double checked that I'd have plenty of room for this thing to record and save to. And uh, it's given me a low storage space warning. So I was like, well, we maybe need to I'll delete can, a couple it, things. We're
2: pushing three hours anyway. So we need to.
0: No, we, we aren't. Huh? We're at two. No. You forget we stopped and we started again. Yeah, but we have the first one. That's what I mean. All together. We stick it together. Well, good thing Old Man Krieg's house is a very extensive scene, but it's our last big scene because for once you get through this whole movie and all this stuff is happening. And then it's Sam's time to shine. We're in like the third act of this thing. We're, we're, we're rocking and rolling. Brian Cox rules. That is all. He's so good at that. He's always
2: good, but he's so great at this. And
0: um, So he eats like a candy bar. Oh, there's like a werewolf cartoon on, and it's like a lady werewolf, and I thought that that was a really great nod to the previous scene. Uh, but um, he was eating a candy bar, and at one point I was like, does that candy bar already have the razor blade in it? Was that... um. Where did that candy bar come from? And then I realized, oh, that is not the candy bar that already has a razor blade in it. That is what Sam has. Right. And he had gotten that, I think, from Wilkins' house. I or he thought. just carries that because he's Sam and he's a little psychopath. he's badass and he puts yeah. razor blades in the end of candy bars and cuts people to I thought that it was
2: just his little fucking weapon just to be a little shithead. Because there's not a documented case. If you Google, no one's ever actually put a razor blade in anything. It's an old wives' tale.
0: When he um, eventually cuts his ankles with that razor
2: blade. Which he cuts his Achilles tendon, if that's what it's called. And some, later, he's still walking around.
1: Yeah, I never end, noticed even, that.
2: He even has some bandages and he goes to the door and I'm like, uh, you can't walk. You got your tendon completely cut. You would have to have full-blown surgery to fix that.
0: That's a serious fear of mine. Not fear like it's going to happen, but the idea and the thought of it happening just terrifies me. The old, like, someone's hiding under your bed and slices your Achilles (laughs) tendon or under your car. Well,
2: that's why... I know I just said it, but that's why it's so awful. But then later,
0: he's fine-ish. Well, I noticed that with his hands. Because he falls down a stairway oh, right. full, what did i write a stairway full of candy and razor blades yeah <laughs> and his hands are all bloody
2: and <laughs> cut up and gnarled and yeah
0: and yes. later on, he's grabbing the phone, and he's grabbing his shotgun, and he's grabbing all this sort of stuff. And so it's kind of well, like... He does at least have trouble with the door and the locks.
2: But then, yeah, like a right lot away, of men, he's yeah. like, oh, well, five minutes later, though, he's fine and probably doesn't have bloody hands. Well, he's at the door at one point, and the little kid says, I like your mummy costume, which is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. he has the gauze on. But that, and that was the point where I was like, isn't his leg cut?
0: How is he even walking? When he hears that, oh, my God. Yeah, I see... I hadn't even thought of that. I thought of the hands, but you're right. That would make this whole struggle with him pretty, pretty awful. He wouldn't be able to
2: move as old as he move. is. I think he would just be laying on the floor in pain. So yeah, like he could even he could maybe crawl on one knee. And like you yeah. said, his hands are fucked up. So he has two fucked up hands and a leg he cannot stand on. So he would not be standing anymore in the rest of the movie.
0: You know what? This movie's bullshit. It is bullshit. I'm trying to tell you that from day
2: one. but yeah that did take me out of it a little because i was like
0: i know he straight up cut his entire ankle he shouldn't be just kind of hobbling a little bit i love when he uh when sam sneaks in and like the it's funny because the like he looks over and the little doggy door is moving even though we've already seen that sam was looking at the open door so you wonder like did he come through the door did he come through the doggy door because that's hilarious for me to just picture and then he gets upstairs and Krieg looks up and you just hear dum 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 thump, 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 dum 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 and you just hear the scampering of little children's feet upstairs. And I'm just like, holy shit. It's too much, man. I can't. He's a little
2: shithead. In that <laughs> room he goes in and paints all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Instantly in blood? he
2: paints like 8,000 words on his wall in 30 seconds. But again, <laughs> if he's magical, he probably can just make that shit happen.
0: Yeah, the look like the looking around for him was really suspenseful and really well done. It was it was handled really well, kind of very for such a big kind of movie. At times, it was just kind of insular, and you were just in that house with just Brian Cox and his dog, trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. And then when he finds that thing in the bed, it's that cool little uh, mummy hand or something that that just like motorized hand. I loved that. And then, yeah, that fire just bursts out of a pumpkin, and the whole room is, like, scribbled in blood, trick-or-treat, and various other Halloween sayings. Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's when he gets his ankle cut, I think. Yeah, that's Um, exactly it so I wrote Sam looked really huge a couple of times yes I think I was about to say the same thing there was a couple of times like this guy looks like he's about 5'7 (laughs) in a couple of his shots it was when he ran across up the stairs like up at the top of the stairs he goes and he just looked like a full grown man all of a sudden and it was really Ah. weird but um, I do
2: you are
0: done now and we're back. This is the t- welcome to the technical difficulties edition. We're almost done with this movie, but my computer wanted us to be done now. I think everybody's probably dealing with that with
2: podcasts right now.
0: We'll see how this works. You were talking
2: about Sam being a full grown man.
0: Hey, yeah. So Sam was. Actually played by an eight-year-old kid with, for most of the film, which is really cool. Um, his name is Quinn Lord. He was nine, actually. and uh, But for scenes, because he said kids walk different and kids run different and kids everything. So, um, you know, do everything different. And so, you know, they wanted to have that feel to Sam. And so... Uh, Nine-year-old Quinn Lord played him for most of the film, but when it got hectic and Sam is crawling on the ceiling or jumping on top of his back, that was played by a a female gymnast, actually. She's only like four feet tall, four feet two, but still, for some reason, just in your head, looks bigger. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the scene and how she's crawling on him, but he did look very large. Sam's on the ceiling. Sam's in the corner. Sam's on Krieg's back. He's everywhere. This fucker is crazy. And then you get, for me, the thing that early on broke me and almost ruined the movie for me. And now I've come to really appreciate, which is the supernatural nature of what Sam looks like under that bag and it's, what he is. It is disturbing. It's very disturbing. Do like you think a flesh he looks, skull? Do you think he looks like a like a like a like a little tan? Like a lady with like really intense features, like a little old lady with kinda. like these kind of like. <laughs> it was actually designed from a baby skull, or like is a, it like a child's skull? It, and yeah, it went it's, from there. It it,
2: it it to be brutally honest, I kind of wish they hadn't shown it. That's kind of where I'm at. But I, like I, I said,
0: I've gotten used to it and I like it now, but it does make well, it, makes it more, a whole different. It makes it more real that it's not just
2: somebody dressed up, but I always kind of like that you, like anything, I kind of like not knowing what's behind there. It's like Michael Myers. I don't want to see Michael Myers' face. I don't want to see Jason's face. And mm-hmm. some of the movies, they, like, they show their rotten face and they just stick a mask on. It's like, it's a lot more exciting to just assume what's going on behind there so on sam when they showed it i was kind of like well, that's dumb looking kind <laughs> of muppety and it's like i mean it's twisted don't get me wrong so it works but i, I was a little disappointed that i was just kind of like i don't want to see i'm a big fan and they don't do this enough in movies it's like judge Dredd. we i think we've talked about this on it before you know when they redid dread that they said can't show his face mm-hmm. that's the rule in the comic books you never show judge joseph Dredd's face you never do so in the movie, they don't. I mean, they did in Stallone's, but in the good one with Carl Urban, they never right. show it. So to me, it's like, I think it would be cool to see him got his mask pulled off, that he's kind of silhouetted or something. You just get kind of a gist that something's going on, but then he throws his, pulls his mask back on and starts running around. To me, that'd be 10 times more horrifying.
0: Like, ooh, yeah. Something's um, underneath there instead of going, yeah, here it is, Muppet time. I love that they used a practical thing with like servos and animatronics in it and everything though which was uh which was really cool. The fact that they made this kind of old school prosthetic attempt to have this thing really have a life of its own. And I think it's really gross looking for various reasons, but I think that's just because it's so unsettling. Um, But it ruined it for me in the beginning. And I have since now kind of really come around to it, mainly because um, my favorite, I'm just going to say it, my favorite shot of the whole film is when... He looks at him and he sticks a shotgun right in his face, and then it goes boom. Oh, and then it shows shot. him just slide into frame. To <laughs> Poof, right against yeah. that wall that's and it's like brilliant it's so good i want to know how they did that did they drag a dummy was that a Probably. person like, I like they how did dummy. they get it to sit up so perfect and hit the wall so perfect everything about that moment was it was everything and he's like pumpkin guts hanging out of him and mm-hmm. everything and it's just it's so oh, that's, funny. The scene where his, that's the scene where his hand comes back to him yes he shoots the fuck out of him and then what is brian Cox shoots his hands his hand great line what does he say
2: he says something like what the fuck is
0: going on he says oh, something wish i I'd he wrote says, down he says what everyone says in right. a movie which is you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah that's what it is <laughs> yeah that's what it is after he takes his hand back <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding i love you gotta be fucking kidding me in a movie I'm, I'm into it uh the hand gag was perfect and then it was because it was just on the edge of the screen and you were like, Oh, that's just a person moving their hand right at the edge of the screen. It cuts off right. at the wrist and then they doubled down on it and they showed it full length crawl across the floor. And I guess they had used like that was Quinn and his hand, but they put him on like a big body board and rolled him across the floor. And then he right. had like a green screen, um, Uh, sleeve on and uh they just painted it out and everything and so it's it's really great to see that they just use like classic kind of green screen trickery and stuff to to make that hand walk across but yeah he just slips that bad boy right back on and uh he's good to go (laughs) they give him a real cool hero shot where his hand comes into frame and he like clenches (laughs) his fist
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty awesome
0: um his face is weird. His sucker from later on or earlier on or somewhere in the film, that's where that first shows up. He bites yeah. it and then it turns into that killing machine of a sucker, <laughs> which I just think is so funny. And then, uh, you know, he ripped his mask there This happens earlier on in the evening. Does he go and re-sew his mask real quick before he goes Uh, off into the rest of the night to do his thing? Since he's,
2: you know, magical, maybe it re-sews itself. Yeah, good point. He can re-put his hand back on and everything. I guess maybe his mask can crawl back up and re-adhere.
0: And then then he goes to stab uh, the guy that clearly deserves it. And he doesn't, he just stabs a candy bar on his chest. He just wanted, he just wanted candy. And I love that. He just pulls oh, it out. Oh, is that what goes, it was?
2: I no. thought it was that he got, it, it got blocked by candy, but you're saying
0: that's all he really ultimately yeah.
2: wanted was the candy bar,
0: which is great. That's what saved Krieg's life is he essentially accidentally offered him candy on Halloween.
2: Go. I love it.
0: I love it. And uh, yeah. So then Krieg is um, revealed as the bus driver. And uh, you kind of realize what his whole deal is and why he hates Halloween and why he's kind of haunted and damaged and an asshole. Right. And um, and uh, then he is uh, seen later on in the evening, all bandaged up, handing out mints as candy, which I think is an actual killable offense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you it's not apples, but... Die. You know those, little, those little red and white mints. Lazy shrine, handfuls of them. That doesn't one of those mints or twelve of those mints. It's not making me any happier. Where's I like mints, Snickers. So I'm like,
1: well, it's nice to. Ha-. Yes, I know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, that's but, where uh, he does that great line when he says, "Nice mummy costume."
0: Yes, and Sam's just oh, like and then standing the kids show up, there up creeping on him. That's yeah, right. yeah. Sam's creeping find- on
2: him, and then the kids show up. The kids finally come back. I wonder why it took them so long. Well, were they woken by the kids going out there and doing the prank or something?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's a good that's question. What finally, woke them from their slumber. Oh, that's a good question. It's like because I mean, come? it's been thirty years, or I don't know how many yeah. years they said, or forty, or something. I mean, Brian a, Cox is probably supposed to be seventy, and he was probably in his thirties when that happened. So,
0: on a cold. Halloween night. In thirty years, you will awaken. Something <laughs> exactly. Like that. When some dumbass kids pull a prank, you will arise from the grave. I don't fucking know. I don't know what in that moment brings them back. I always wonder in films like this if the writers
2: have that discussion or if they just go and give a fuck. It so is. Maybe yeah. Sam brought them back. It could be, but that seems kind of dickish after everything. (laughs) It's like he takes his
0: candy bar and goes, we're cool. Oh, but I'm going to have all these little zombies murder your ass. But see, he would have had to have gotten them back going earlier on anyways because they already showed up down in the quarry.
2: I think that they were awoke. And now they're zombies walking the earth and they go back to get vengeance against the person that put them there in the first place. Credits. Yeah. Credits. I think that is it. I think that was what—that's the way I took it—is that they were kind of you know unleashed, so they're walking and they're all drawn to go find uh, the person that killed them because um, they
0: obviously can't go after their parents. We don't know who their parents are,
2: so they gotta go. Yeah,
0: the <laughs> right, right. Their parents are—they're—they're they're fine. They didn't do anything wrong. Um, the this film's perfect. good (laughs) Good. no it's um yeah i mean i I think it's it's a it's just a love letter to to halloween and in so many different uh levels and it's got everything i you know this
2: is probably reading or revealing way too much about me but you know
0: well i shouldn't
2: say that everybody's guilty of this but it depends on what mood you're in when you watch something obviously and for some i think it's bother i think it one thing I told you is I watched it on AMC. It's like a third of the way through. I'm on my phone. You know, how you are. And I kind of go, what's, this, what's this going on with this film? And I realized, oh, well, first of all, there's commercials. You know, it's just, I'm not getting in the flow. So I think when I started over, my brain kind of went like, all right. <laughs> it's kind of like this podcast. Okay, right? <laughs> start at the beginning. So I rewatched it and it was kind of like, all right, I've seen all this. So I, blah, blah, blah. So I think last night's viewing was probably a little tainted for me. <laughs> so it wasn't like everything was perfect. And, okay, I'm going to have this great, you know. I kind of knew once I started the AMC version, I was going, because, you know, it opens with a commercial. And I kept, every time something good was having to go to a commercial, and I could tell they were dropping out cuss words, and nudity was being cut out, and which is fine. But it, it was just like, well, this this is a weird cut. So yeah. I didn't get the uh, as much of the enjoyment as I had of other viewings where I go, ooh like Texas Chainsaw for some reason this year when we watched it I was like such a great viewing for me I was like wow, yeah a great movie and it really stuck with me this one didn't stick as much this this is where folks we need to tell you how Black Goose Presents works Ryan knows on these some of these movies so much that I sit here and I go I have no clue what the next thing is <laughs> and then the scene comes up that's why you'll hear a total silence from me because I'm like I remember Sam attacking him at the end. I don't remember half the shit. And then you'll say something like, oh yeah, he was up in the room and oh yeah, the hand
0: was there. Oh yeah, that thing caught on fire. Oh yeah. And I have, I haven't counted, but I think this is the most notes I've had on something so far because every single thing I, in this film I wanted to talk about because it's, um, and I think, you know what I think might've uh, hampered your viewing as well. Normally this is like a week of Halloween or, halloween night viewing for me oh, um sure. i know we're in halloween season but like you yeah, said it was warm it's yesterday unseasonably and seasonably hot everything yeah. leaves are starting to fall trees are starting to change but there's still a lot of green out there and um and it's tell also just not feeling like halloween this year for me
2: well i agree and i have to tell you something that'll make you laugh it's like i i rent and i have this house it's a pretty cool house but they uh Blast March put in sod. So I had this green lawn and it died because sod likes to do that. Well, nice thing is in the fall, I was kind of like, okay, I like that my lawn's dead and there's some leaves. It looks very fall. Well, yesterday my landlord texted me and said, oh, the lawn guys are coming over. They're going to put in grass seed. So mm-hmm. I have to run a sprinkler for you know 30 minutes to an hour every day. She said in about a week, you should have green grass. And I just wanted to write back, I don't fucking want green grass. I want dead leaves yes, on it's the dirty like, ground. This is not working at all for Halloween. It's <laughs> hot out. I'm putting I'm running sprinklers for my green lawn. I'm like, this none of this feels like fall or Halloween, and it's 90 degrees, and I'm going, so you're that's a good observation. Then it's like, oh, I gotta sit down and watch trick or treat. And it's kind of warm, and I had the AC on in my house, and you're like, This isn't fall. This is not yeah. working. And and well. i few people would know this on the podcast, but I usually have a pretty gigantic Halloween party every year. I've had one for what, four or five years. And uh, obviously I'm not doing this this year. And I don't mean this to sound sad, but, you know, it could be sitting at my house by myself. It is still a quarantine. And I think you're right. I think the whole season's kind of, eh, eh, there's a little bit of that going on. So that probably can hamper uh, viewing a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, the, the only other real thing that I want to talk about this movie, except for the fact that it's perfect is, uh, it's perfect score as well. I want to give a shout out to Douglas Pipes who did the score for this thing. Um, did you know that the score features, um, like the classic like trick or treat trick or treat give me something good to eat Mm, no it's uh it's really cool if you listen to like sam's theme he changes it up and he explains it in the special features and i'm not a musical man so i won't even attempt to explain what he explained because it was a little over my head but he changed some time signatures and changed like some accompaniments and um and it's really interesting because you can kind of hear that that Doom, doom, doom. I think I do now that you say it. It's like, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, the homage kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, it's uh it's really beautiful. And anyone out there that is interested in some good spooky sounds for this season, uh it's kind of inspired by Poltergeist and The Omen and like um like uh Charles Bernstein and and uh stuff like that. Check out the score for this film because it's beautiful and big and orchestral and dun, 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 dun. it's awesome. Cool. I know um, a good place to yeah. End on. Yeah, that's about it. Um, shout out to Aaron Patton for um wade got with aaron who's a an unbelievably talented photographer you'll uh have to check out when uh you see this it'll be up on the instagram we got some cool headshots coming out for the show and we just wanted i think i threw it up on the stories like that have, we
2: maybe not having put it on our instagram instagram
0: but yeah right, but this aaron, will come out for like another week or so aaron patton
2: is is Awesome. And yeah, he did a kick-ass job on our headshots. Among other things, I have, we have a bunch of other shots we'll have to throw in some stuff. We did some fun kind of spooky inspired stuff and some nice shots of ourselves too.
0: So that made it feel a little bit more like spooky season. Um, yeah, that was been nice. Able to I came over to my house and Wade, yeah. socially distanced and, and stuff and get some cool... Photos. So go follow Aaron Patton um, on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Hire him if you can because he's really it's talented. A A R O N P A T T O
2: N. Aaron Patton. Yeah. Aaron Patton. And I want to do a shout out real quick because I think I said it earlier, but I want to say hi to my nephew Todd, who has been listening to all of these, and which makes me very happy. And I know Ryan knows Todd, and he's in quarantine. Still, you know, lives alone in his apartment. And he always, every time we talk, he says, I listen to the new podcast. He loves him. So, <laughs> hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. Thanks you for listening. Thanks for listening and all the support. Well, we do Rick love Black Hose Presents.
0: Yeah, go follow us, uh, subscribe, like, tell your friends, all that sort of stuff. We're on all the different podcasts platforms uh we really appreciate you sticking with us through all the technical difficulties and the long episodes i hope you're enjoying it uh give us a shout out let us know what you want us to talk about and we'll just keep talking about what we want to talk about yay <laughs> bye, uh, Ryan. join us for part four of fuck yeah halloween thank you wade this is always bye. fun bye 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 bye